Uh, did anyone do anything exciting over the not break? I guess the break. Well, did you take a break? No. <laughs> over the I holiday, I went to Arizona for like two days. Good on there you. There you Tom. go, Danny. No, I you cooked. watched hockey. Uh, yeah, I watched like some. Uh, several games of hockey. Carl, how about you? I think I watched Mine less was... than you, though. I've watched more hockey than usual. Just hey, streaming lots of you games. Watched less than me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any everyone watched less than me. Yeah. Because I had 150 girls games going on. Okay, not I including watched. girls games. I watched less high school probably than you. No, twelve for me. Yeah, I didn't watch twelve games. Oh, okay. All right. I worked. I have a honeymoon and a wedding mm. this year. I can't really be taking a lot of vacation. All right. Carl, what did you do between the 26th and the 31st? I worked, though. It was a work week where I think about two-thirds of my office took off, and then there were no meetings, so I basically did nothing and watched hockey. Ah, good for you. I like that. I hope your boss doesn't listen. Yeah, you know, they're, they're not hockey people. We're fine. Okay, good. And then I ran two tournaments. I mean, other than like Hastings to St. Michael, is it any farther between Prior Lake and Blaine uh, to host two events? That's not convenient. That's not a good drive. No. Um, I'm that. But pulled it off. And I, was gonna, I wasn't going to be the last day at Prior Lake. But then because of the Vezzi injury, I just said, I can't miss if something like that happens i gotta be in the building so i went over call the turn i basically called the game off thanks to both uh, coaches agreed to call the game off when yeah. he got hurt so that was the second to last day yeah so i'm like i'm not leaving tomorrow so i was i was there for most of the day the yeah because day. i showed up after the tonka wyzetta game and there was nobody there right right on at night you mean yeah you were yeah, gone I, I, I had to well we were doing. It was fine. Lot. I I just you know said hi to Soderbergen. But Todd was there. I don't think he was even there when I was there. He was there for the last two games. You just didn't find him. Yes. So, other than that, it was a. Other than all the hockey, uh, my basement flooded. That's a win. Oh, that's fun. And then the guy who came to repair the flooding. Uh, didn't put the hose back in our laundry truck, and then he flooded it again. So we had not. Two, not one flood, but two floods of the basement uh, this weekend. So it was an eventful five days for me. I'll just say that. Yeah, since I moved into the house where I currently live, our basement has flooded no less than four times. Yeah. Water sucks. Water is a bummer. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Boys High School Rink of Fire podcast. Tonight's pod is sponsored by Jack's Cafe. Three generations of great food for any special occasion. The Red and Black League, the largest boys and girls high school league in Minnesota. And Summit Orthopedics, 11 locations throughout the Twin Cities and specialists ready to treat any sports injury. And now, here's Danny, Carl, and Tony. Love is a burning thing. And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Welcome to the Rink of Fire podcast, Carl. 
Welcome with back. Us. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I remember how to do this. It's been three weeks. It's been, yeah. it seems longer, probably four yeah. because we well, took kind four. of a week off. Yeah. yeah. Right. Have you ever been a month away from the pod? Did you miss us? No, Did you miss ever. me? Oh, dearly, dearly. Of course. Uh, Honest question because I don't know the answer to this one. Did you listen to the two pods? Yeah, good. That's yeah, really that's good. That's good. That's healthy for the pod because we healthy. shellacked you I mean, badly. Yeah, I, I know to expect that, so that's why I don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Especially your rankings, my lord. You got to do better today. It's, it's going to be better today. It's going to be better. I defend myself, and I guess Will's not going back for me, is he? No. No. no, Will's no. on IR. No, okay. no, Will's back. Yeah. Will is on his back still, right? For, yeah, he should be. Yeah, he better be. So he had back surgery. So welcome back, Carl. Um, you have a lot of news because we missed a week uh, because of the holiday. Um, we are ready to roll into some news. Let's hear it. You know, so there's a bunch of coaching milestones we ought to mention from the past couple of weeks here. First one going back a little ways now is... Uh, Co- Coach Wes Boleyn of Woodbury pushed his 1,000th game recently. Yeah, that's a lot. So, how many games? Is that 40 years then? It was 40, right? That's a lot. That's a long time. That's a long time. Like that's that's more than Mike Randolph has. That's I think right. he's well doing the math. He's not the only coach in Woodbury history, but he can't be more than a couple. Correct. That's yeah. correct. All right. Uh, we had a 100th win, so somewhat newer coach, but Austin Kreiser, the Sibley head coach, won his 100th game. Love to hear that. That's a good win. Yeah. Good dub. And then probably the, the biggest one, or most impressive one to me at least, was uh, Bill Lechner landing his 600th win against Champlain Park this past week. So he is 600, and Randolph's between 6 and 7, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we had uh, Giles, Giles was five. five. Is there mm-hmm. anyone, anyone else out there in that? Polly is somewhere in the neighborhood. I don't know where. Yeah. Okay. And then that's about it, I believe. There's not a Lauren Grasso or Roy Nystrom somewhere out there no, that we don't know about? Wes would probably be the only yeah, one. Yeah, Wes would be the one. Yeah. But Wes doesn't have wins. He does. It does. Does. Doubt. But it's Connie Mack style. You know, like yes. yeah, yeah. Connie Mack coached a <laughs> lot in the majors. <laughs> Connie Mack lost a lot in the majors. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, interesting news. Any more news? Injury stuff. Uh, we had a, a, a player milestone. Uh, Noah Ernest of Roseau had his two hundredth point this past week. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so he's moving up the leaderboard in a place where there are a lot of impressive names on that leaderboard. Should be able to see him this week. They come down, play St. Mike and really? St. Cloud. I will see him in two nine weeks? days, yeah. ten days, eight days, eight days. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> eight days I'll be in there you go. Rozo for the Rozo World game one. Obviously, game two is hockey day. So I'll see. I doubt I'll see him. They'll be engulfed by, you know, we'll call it the mainstream media, not us lackeys from the. <laughs> Lackeys from the blog media. Okay, we don't get much love with those big defense. Probably why we aren't as interested in them. You know. Oh, moving on. Just a guess. <laughs> okay. Okay. The soapbox is here. It's here. Let's roll through some injuries. All right. There are a bunch of them. 
fortunately. Uh, first off, Vinitonkas, Alex Lunsky, St. Thomas commits out about four weeks. Two we weeks. The two, game this two past weeks. Week. Two, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. He's two weeks. Okay. Danny's correcting Danny's earlier early report. Uh, also out for two-ish weeks, Gavin Ulenkamp, Chant Hasson Star. Uh, we'll call it an upper body injury. Him. Yeah. All right. Then uh, had a significant injury at uh, Empire Lake this week. Vezi Lepai of Creighton Durham Hall is out for the year after a ugly, well, not dirty, but ugly hit that led yeah. to leg surgery. Yeah. The the uh, video of it is it's a clean hit. Um, it was a stark reality, you know, watching a kid uh, in pain as much pain as he was. The, the the ambulance. I don't know what the timing on the ambulance uh, from the fire station, which is right around the corner to the rink. But whatever minutes it was, it was it feel, felt like ten to fifteen too long. Uh, but when they got there, they took care of business. But the, the 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 silence in the rink was deafening. I will say that it was not a very uh, fun experience uh, for Vezzi and for his family and for all the fans and especially the Prior Lake kids. That's I put that in the tweet. You know, obviously the Creighton kids, but the Prior Lake kids are pretty shaken up too about the whole matter. And uh, yeah, and, and I don't know how long he'll be out, mate. I, I, you have to assume he's out for the year with two broken bones, you know, in your lower leg. I assume he'll be back. He won't be back this year. Um, I just hope he has a nice, speedy recovery. Yeah. Uh, Champlain Park has a couple of defensemen who are out, so it's unfortunate because that team had really been on a nice little nice little run there. Yeah, a little heater right now. I agree. Yeah. Uh, a couple others. AJ Francisco of Hermantown missed some time this past week. Should be back fairly soon, though. And then uh, East Grand Forks goalkeeper Lucas Wafra has been out for some time now, and so that's perhaps affecting some East Grand Forks results. And that's well, upper body too. Yeah. What's interesting about Wafra is that they had uh, by the Cathedral game. I talked to Coach Paul Mancino there. They had been alternating all three goaltenders to try to find out which one. And I don't think they've really landed on a goaltender yet, and maybe Wavra's the one to end up landing on. But I don't think we're going to find out truly where they are goaltending-wise until early February. I agree. Yeah, they need someone to step up and win that job. Yes. All right, is that it? Yep. Our news today was brought to you by Summit Orthopedic. We have a staff member who's been to Summit Orthopedic, and hopefully she had a good experience. Kayla? I did. Um, this last week, my ankle was hurting for like a week and a half. From? From playing football on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I completely bent it inwards, and it made a really loud noise. And then oh. it was swollen for like... A long time. Um, and then I wouldn't go away. So my mom told me to go somewhere. And I went to Summit Orthopedics because we talk about it all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, it was a really good experience. So tell was that was quick intake. Did it take a long time to get an it, appointment? So uh, you know how it. people always say like urgent care takes forever to yeah. go through? Yes. Like you get there and then they just like don't. I literally was in and out. This is not a lie. It was less than... It was probably 45 minutes. Oh, the whole they, deal. I got x-rayed. I got... Wow. I had never been a patient there. I filled out, like, forms fully in and out in, like, 45 minutes. 
Nice. How was who did you meet with a doctor, a PT? Who was uh it was a do- it was a doctor and like the person who like helps you initially. Yep. Um but the doc and the x ray tech or whatever. But yeah. they basically I mean it was they were all super nice and helpful and then they gave me a, like a brace. Got got a lollipop? Got a logo? Did you get a lollipop or anything? Um, no, unfortunately, I did not. I guess that's a knock on their. Do you have to go? <laughs> do you have to go back? <laughs> they said I could if it still hurt after a while. I could go back for physical therapy if I wanted, but I don't have to go back. Okay. Well, was the go. was the injury making an athletic play, or um, did it just? Yes, really? I I was told hmm. to block one of Jake's very athletic uncles, who's okay. like literally military reserve. Yeah, yeah. Very fast. Don't know why I was told to block him. You're tall. I would like to say Lanky. I was the only person on my team with receptions in that game. Wow. So, now I he's mean, really dropped. Wow. <laughs> did the game end after you got injured? Uh no. They kept they kept switching people in. So. Did, you did you take a seat? Oh yeah, right, I yeah, could yeah, not yeah. walk. It was. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was like a balloon How in like three seconds. How cold was it outside? Oh, uh, it wasn't that. It was on. Um, it was like the weekend before Christmas. It was like forty degrees okay, so out. So you didn't like. Hey, go sit in the cold here. No, and watch. We were us. at their house. They had that oh, big okay, yard. Good. Got it. All right. Oh, good. must I was be getting nice. worried about you. I was getting worried about you. <laughs> All right. Well, Important good. Good. Is, did you did you make the block? Um. I don't think he caught it, so I guess that's not how a block works. But it oh, was yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just told to cover him, oh. and we were playing oh. defend, uh, defend. Yeah. Okay, block. block. No, yeah, this is. Mm. Did I say block? You, you did. did. Oh, I didn't mean that. I meant cover. But he didn't catch <laughs> it, so I think that's she fine. She did tell me when you initially told me this story that it was you were covering. So oh, she said yeah. block. She said block though here. Just now. Yeah, Just now. that was my bad. I, I, I assumed that this was yeah. a running play. I nope. thought so, too. No, no I was, I was I trying so to defend. Too. Or she was like an was... offensive lineman. Yes. Right. We yes. weren't playing tackle football with his family. All right. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for going to Summit Orthopedic and giving us that report, Kayla. Of course. Any time. Wait, acute not any injuries. <laughs> any time. Yeah, Let's not get injured any time. Yeah, any acute injuries like us or hockey players or grandma and grandpa or whoever gets hurt, check out summitorthopedics.com. All right. It is rankings time. Let's see how they're. Let's see how many of the in the rankings are, are, uh, are Gemini jerseys. House jerseys you know i and i honestly believe that one and one a and one b should be how it should be ranked this week i'm just going to put this out here before carl starts going with double a rankings are no ties there are no ties in my rankings ever one a well i just think they should both be number one they just tied these two teams just tied yeah but why didn't win the state tournament last year okay and why has another tie okay Against an okay, so teams. So it's just it, you stick to con, uh, criticizing the rankings, Danny. okay, and let him put up the bad oh, rankings. Okay, okay. But there's no one A. Okay, okay, fine, uh, fine. I'm with you, Carl, on this one. Double A, number oh, one. All right, Minnetonka. Okay, uh, fair. One B. Mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> number two. Why is that? So two for two on Gemini jerseys so far. Yes. Thank you. Yep. Okay, this one should be interesting. Three was interesting. This, this was the hardest spot to fill this week. And I ended up going with Benilde. Yeah. Uh, you've hated on them a little bit. so 
I have. All right. So they're off to a great start. Did they go three and zero last five. week? Did what? they? Did they go three and zero last week? No. No. Who they lose to? They tied Holy Angels. Oh, that's right. And they yes. didn't even control the game against Holy Family. Okay. All right. Okay, and then four's got to be Dinah then. Yes. Yeah. It's Benil Beatty Dinah. So we're four for four right now. And it's Maple Grove. Got to be Maple Grove. Yes, Maple Grove is five because, you know, I think they have a case for going higher, but they lost to Dinah who lost to Benil. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay with the them at five. Those group, but I'm okay with five. them at five. All right, six. Don't say Hill. Chan. Chan. Chan, Chan Hassan, yeah. But they had a tie or a loss. They had a loss to Maple Grove because they don't have their top player right now. Okay. All right. All right. We are still six for six right. on Gemini. Yeah, but... yeah six for six. Seven? On... Seven? Yes. You don't... Oh, it's going to be Shakopee. No, they're in the, in the conversation, but no. Okay. St. Thomas. Yeah. St. Thomas. Well, another Gemini jersey. Another Gemini jersey. Can um, I make my slam on the Gemini jersey? I have permission from the owner. To of, slam this Gemini jersey? Of, no, the the jersey's fine. The jersey's the fine? The jerseys are fine. I love the jerseys. Yes. They are just Mike Randolph certified stamp. I'm a New York yes. Ranger fan. Yeah. Fine. That's what it looks like. The yeah. breezer color covers are the wrong color. I am. I apologize right now. Rand and I will go to the. Are they grave. navy or royal? I they're royal. It looks weird. Oh, yeah. And here's why. I don't even mind if they're royal. If you're gonna have royal, pants, but it's navy socks. Right? No, no, no. no. If there's the socks are navy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Whatever. But the helmets and the gloves are navy. The oh. the, the drapes oh. need to match the carpets. Yeah. They no. got to match. No. I'm sorry. It doesn't no. match. It just, I called Bon Vino and I just left the rink. And I'm yeah. like, Chris, I'm going to rip you. He's like, what? Which one? He's like, and I got him. He's like, wait, he started naming us. Well, no, no, that one's good. That one's good. You know, and then, and then I go, St. Thomas's breezer covers. Like, oh, yeah. He was adamant. He said Mike was adamant to have a, like, they have the red breezers. They want to have uh, the off color. Uh, so I'm all like, ah, I'm not, I still I don't think, think, I think the it. breezers, breezers got to match the yeah. gloves and the helmet. Yeah, yeah I get royal, that. I, I'm fine with them being royal blue, but then put the royal blue helmets and the royal blue gloves yeah. Yeah, as your fine. accent. So yeah, that's, that's just fine. my take. Number eight. Thank you. It's Holy Family. Okay. Is that their first appearance? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they that's, they look good when I saw them play. Yeah, they've looked good, and they kind of rode the St. Thomas train up here, too, because they, they tied St. Thomas. Yep. Okay. Now mm-hmm. nine is Shakopee. Nine is Shakopee. I don't care for Nice that win one. over Hermantown this past week. And number 10, dropping a couple spots, is Rosemount. And what happened to Rosemount? Lost to Maple Grove. Maple Grove, that's it, right? And they lost to Champlin. They lost to Champlin? Yeah, pretty sure, right, Carl? They lost to... I don't have my... To Champlin, yes, Champlin. And Hill has finally been exterminated. Out yeah, of the top ten, they eleven, thirteen, fourteen, thirteen. Yep. No, Who's Rogers a- eleven. Oh, yeah. Wow, <laughs> I forgot about Rogers. Yeah, yeah. 
Rogers. They went losing to Minnetonka and Wyset is one thing. Losing to Lakeville South. Yeah, remember last year? I think yeah. they came to our event, went zero and three. Yeah, they're slip sliding. And then right they went now. 0-3 last year at Christmas. This yeah. year at Christmas, too. So it's maybe just the old Christmas eggnog or something. They didn't get what they liked. Rogers. They didn't, yeah, they didn't get the right presents, but yeah. All right, well, let's hear what good old Eric has to say in Class A. So yes. are we? No, 8 what? for 10. 8 for 10, but the first 8. First 8. Yeah. So... Live and learn. All right. All right. So I have class A rankings. I also have from Eric his justifications for them, which he sent directly to me. So he so oh. he usually can't defend himself, but I can try to defend him on his. Oh, you know, his all right. Here. here we go. Okay. So number one, Hermantown. Hey, finally. Yay. Okay. Not right. hard. Not surprised. Yep. <laughs> Still undefeated in class A play. Number two, Warroad. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Which yeah, has a third jersey. competition is Cathedral. And they have a third jersey from Gemini. You mean that jersey right there? Oh, yeah. Actually, fourth. Fourth. Because oh, they're going to have a hockey day jersey. Oh, yes. <laughs> so they have two. I got a glimpse of, of the hockey, hockey day. day jersey. Actual, the actual in hand <laughs> saw the hockey day jersey. You like it? Um, I. The jersey is great. The pants are what make the jersey. The pants are what is the coolest part of the whole thing. It's so kind of like last year with Prior Lake, or yeah, two years ago. Yeah, it's it's like that. Yeah, it's so good. It's there. It will be. It will. I think it's going to be uh, the number one jersey in Hockey Day. For okay, sure. I okay. really do. And it's got you know it's got the the my only beef with it is it's got too many patches. It's got like 11 patches on it. Oh, okay. That's my only, and I'm not trying to kill it, but I, it's, that's the only downfall is like, man, way too many patches on okay. it. Okay. I'm a patch guy. I like a patch guy. Like like ours has the Friday Night Ice logo. Yeah. That's it. That's it. They wanted to put some more stuff on them. Like, nope, nope, nope. Keep it nice and clean. Okay. So, all right, World 2. 3. Number 3. Delano. No. Yes. Uh. That's a. That's I like that I, call. I don't I, like it. I just I look at the win over the number four. They are eight one and one in their last ten. They I like that. To a bad loss, but lost to Hermantown. I'll see him on Saturday. And they tied Rockridge, who's a top twenty five double A team Who right they now. They play so, Saturday, right. Orono. Mm-hmm. That's a big game. Huge. I'm reffing. Can't make it. Oh. All right. Uh, that means I'll see something Friday. Yes. That was gonna be probably a game Friday. I'll be a sneaker. All right. Four. Where's Cathedral? It's about right. Yeah. Wins over Waro, East Graham. With so. their goalie still be being there. out, that's a question mark. It's about for... where they should be. Yeah. All right. Four's Cathedral, five, Orono? East Grand. East... Yeah, sorry, I forgot about them. Yeah. Now Orono, six, right? No, Medi. Because Modern Medi beat them. Yep. Just beat Orono. All right. So, so that's sorry. why they're there. Now or no. seven, seven is or no. and then Northfield. Yes. Yep, Rolled and that's it. to me. I know, and I know, I know a couple of these teams are in the same section, but wouldn't that be a really nice state tournament right there? That would be good with those eight teams, and yeah. I know what pins and all that stuff. But those, that's a there's a lot. There, there could be a lot, a lot of, of intrigue juice. in a state tournament with those eight teams. In if it. we get a combination of those, eight you can't teams. because if we get a combination yeah. of those eight teams, yeah. Of them. 
Yeah, if you got six of them, that's still a pretty good state tournament. Yeah, yeah. That that means one of those isn't seeded, which is that's the point. I think we made that in our season preview that one of these teams won't be seeded. Yeah. And yeah. wouldn't it be fun if it's Matamidi with a losing record and then they have to play Herbin Tower Warroad in the first round? In the first round. <laughs> Look at the smile on his yeah. face. Yeah. It's juicy. That's a blank eating grin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number nine, I think, is Cloquette, isn't it? Uh, sure is. They've got three pretty decent wins. East Grand, Hibbing, Proctor. So they're in there. Yeah. They've been up and down, but. But I don't think they're anywhere higher than this. No. No. I really don't. No, I think the top eight are pretty clear right now in some order. Yep. And is 10 Hibbing? Nope. Oh, Northern. Not, not, not Northern Lakes. No. Closer. Closer. No. No. Thief's 11. Right? No. Yeah, because this is a team that just beat Thief. Um, uh, I'm... Blanking. It's not Alex. It's not. Nope. Who is it? Monticello. Yeah. Eh. Well, that means we got to go see him. <laughs> but they're in the yeah, same section. Here was. We'll rotate them in. They're the same section as Cathedral, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be eh. as enthused. Yeah. I would not be enthused if I saw Monticello in it this year. No. I know they're coming. I saw their Bantam A team. Yeah, last we year. saw they them very both good. last year. They were good. They were very good. So they're coming. But I, I think Cathedral is the team, even with a you know, a backup goalie, I think they're better than Monticello. They're loaded. I think Cathedral's loaded. All right. Great rankings. Uh thanks to Gemini uh Athletic for sponsoring here. It's fun to have them part of it. Uh I've gotten about four or five requests for what what are the jerseys looking like from uh, Cathedral and Northfield? For Haven't Friday you posted Ice? those? I have posted it. I'm like, you know, yeah. Internet content is very disposable these days, <laughs> so they're cool. Uh, the, they'll be going maroon uh, uh, for Northfield. Northfield's going maroon. Dead match on their breezer covers, and then the striping on the breezer covers because they have it. Uh, and then uh, we're going uh, with the Swedens for. Sweden yellow for Cathedral. So I'm pretty excited about those jerseys. That's coming up too. Yeah, don't remind me. We are doing media days for both schools. So if you're listening from Cathedral or Northfield, expect a call from me this week to set up a media day. We're going to go do some fog and some lights and some interviews and all that fun stuff that we do for Friday Night Ice. So I'm excited for it. Okay. Well, Tony, why don't you take away this interview which with Moorhead's coach, John Ammerman. Thank you, Danny. We're joined today with Moorhead High School coach John Ammerman. John has 214 wins in 13 seasons, 11 with the Spuds, and two in his big start in in two seasons, his big start with the Wyndham Eagles. Good job. All right. Thank you. Um, Thank you for being here today, John. Yeah, thanks for having me. If you think that intro was bad, your intro wasn't so swell or either or breaking a chair. Yeah, you know what? I I'm I'm glad that we get to redo it. <laughs> so am I. So am I. Well, we got a lot to talk about. Um you have an interesting team this year, 
prior, the last five years, it was almost predictable that you would you had Division One players on your roster. You had, you know, deep runs into into the state tournament. This is a little bit different team this year compared to to years past. Yeah, um, pretty young to be honest. Uh, young and inexperienced, and uh, we still think that we have some talent. Uh, just take a little bit of time to to mold and to gel. We. Um, we return a goaltender that has a ton of varsity experience in Kai Weigel. Um, in default, played a little bit last year as a defenseman. Outside of that, the back end is all brand new. Um, so that obviously is a pretty important key uh, or part to a team in high school. Uh, then up front, we return a couple of guys. Mason Kraft uh, played the most prominent role on last year's team as a sophomore. Uh, and then some some guys that chipped in offensively, Parker Gast, uh, another senior, um, Brooks Cullen, Carver Hasbargan, a few others that saw a little bit of time. But um, for the most part, uh, with the exception of two to three players, these are all brand new varsity players. And with our unforgiving schedule, there's obviously a lot of challenges that are that have posed. But we really like the skill and talent on our team, and, and we look forward to, to growth now in the second half of the year. We saw it in the in the prior lake event with you know one bad game but a couple other games where you could see you could see the future's bright yeah and and really in terms of uh you know breaking it down and these are the types of things that that coaches try to do right because we're selling a narrative to our players but uh through nine periods in a, a week we yeah we lose three games but really um in the Adina game we think we played uh three you know decent periods hanging with a team that a month ago just held the puck the entire time and absolutely dominated us so we see growth there the next day Eden Prairie uh, is a two to two game halfway through and the wheels fell off and it, they fell off very, very badly. Um, I mean, it was, it was a fire sale at the end, but you know, so that period, that third period um, when the wheels fell off, it was bad, but you know, with the exception of that, maybe the middle portion of the St. Thomas game, we, we didn't play up to um, where we'd like to be at this point in the season, but we thought we really ended the week on a strong uh, note with our third period. So in the course of nine, nine periods, we think that, you know, six and a half, maybe five and a half periods were pretty quality. So um, at the end of the day, you have to win six games in a row, right? At the end of the year. So um, we think we're moving towards uh, improving. Our record might be something that people on the outside look at and, you know, kind of shake their head at, but our kids have been challenged and uh, we look forward to the opportunity to continue here in the month of January. So let's start. You're a Moorhead guy, John, growing up in Moorhead. When you were a kid, you watched probably the state tournament with the Collins playing in it, too. Yeah, so my uh, my family is originally, my parents are both originally from Roseau, Minnesota. Uh, my dad played in the late 70s with the Brottons and uh, Butsy Erickson, and they went down to St. Paul and, and made a couple of runs. And then my, my parents moved down to Moorhead for college, and um, – and then obviously that's where I grew up. And I was really fortunate just in terms of timing that my dad was very involved with the youth hockey organization. And uh, that's really when Moorhead started to get rolling. Uh, when I was six, seven, eight years old is those early nineties teams that were making their runs. 
Um, and I was at the Duluth East game, you know, I, I was there for a lot of those runs that happened as a little kid. And, and obviously that became a culture of where you expected to be in St. Paul every year. So, um, when I got my chance, uh, we made a couple of runs, we played in two state championship games and, and fell short, but, um, I'm excited to be back now after college and getting away for a little bit to be a part of it uh, in a little different capacity. Did you notice when you were growing up, so I grew up in Bloomington, Jefferson, that when you showed up to places, people were intimidated by the spuds uh, back then, just based on where they were in the state, you know, high school levels? Yeah, maybe. But as a kid, it's a little different perspective, like going to the games as a spectator, the place was packed. Um the atmosphere was great at that time. Um, they were high flying. They were scoring a ton of goals. Um, when we played in the early two thousands, I think it was a, a little bit more of the same in terms of, you know, it, it was the place to be. It was before, um, the USHL had a footprint in the Fargo Moorhead area. Um, you know, th there was, I don't want to say less to do, but you know, it, it was just, it was different at that point in, in the community where, um, hockey still was, uh, it was new. It was exciting in terms of the success that the teams were having. Um, and, and it was, it was really fun to be a part of and, and, we've had some, uh, some great people to come through. And, um, I think that continues with the kids we have now. We talked a, a little bit this past week and you were telling me about your dad's involvement in the youth program. Uh, that's not, every, not every kid had their dad as the hockey director or whatever his title was in Moorhead. What influence did that have on you as a player and as now as a coach? Yeah, well, obviously it, it was something that was really important to our family, right? Um, you know, as a volunteer position, as as many people that would be listening know, um, it's a thankless job. Uh, there aren't a lot of pats on the back for, you know, a job well done. And, and my dad did it um, when both my brother and I were growing up. So he, um, right out of college, he actually, in terms of just small world, he... Um, his JV high school coach was Terry Cullen oh. uh, and wow. <laughs> up in Roseau. And then when he moved down, um, there was a connection with coach Shercliffe where at that time, coach Shercliffe was the head coach and got my dad involved in youth hockey as a college graduate. And then um, when, you know, the, the Cullen and Shercliffe tandem was going, uh, my dad, came on as the youth hockey director for a couple of years. Um, so that would have been when I was uh, a squirt and peewee and bantam. Um, so you're, you're obviously around it. You're at the rink all the time, right? You're, um, you know, your, your impressions of hockey are, are maybe a little different. Um, I was really, was really lucky. Like, not only the fact that my dad was involved, but also the the type of coaching that I got um, from the, the community members that also volunteered their time. So um, from that point, uh, more at hockey was, was something that was really important to our family and to our community and um, kind of a little full circle where, where now I'm on the other end of it. Well, I, I, probably came to the more what, what was it called before Colin hockey center youth building Morehead youth rink yeah, more, more youth rink yeah. more at youth rink and, and when it was two sheets and now i 
walk in there. I did a uh, an interview about volunteerism with Jeremy Gregoire, and we did it in the this new conference room there. I'm like, this place has just erupted. You know, it's it now now the 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 youth program is managing the two rinks over at the sports center. You have five, have access to five sheets of ice for your community. When back before you were there, before they added the second rink, Dennis Bush, you had told me a story about, well, they just had one rink, same population, yeah. same population is in the eighties. You know, it hasn't really veered, but now we have five times the ice and all the things that come with it. You've seen it from the ground up. Yeah. And was a part of it. So when I, I mean, not like the active fundraising and, you know, right. bricks and mortar, but um, when I was a squirt is when the youth rink, the new rink uh, opened up and that was the two sheet. Uh, before that we practiced at Centennial arena up North. This is the rink uh, that Bushy was telling me about. He yeah, says it was so just, that, tra- he um, said it was kind of trash. Yeah. Wire, you know, chain link fence kind of trash. Yeah, so in, I obviously have very, you know, fond memories, but I was, you know, I was under 10. So my real memories were the youth rink. And then um, now within a two block radius, we have five indoor sheets and wow. all managed under the same umbrella. Um, our our membership is a little greater um, in terms of just the number of skaters. But yeah. You know, obviously girls hockey has grown. We now have multiple junior gold teams. So there's there's more kids involved. But uh, the amount of ice time is, I, you know, it's unbelievable. And I would say throughout the state and, and maybe throughout the country, there's there's it's tough to beat in terms of the facilities and the opportunities for kids. Well, let's maybe segue that back in, uh, with like expectations of Moorhead. So with your expectations when you were growing up, you know, you saw the Collins in the state tournament. You saw Kraft and everything there. You guys made the state tournament when you were in high school. State you, finals. State finals again. Um, talk about your uh, role, you know, when you were in high school in Moorhead history. When I was a player? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So I um I was lucky enough to play for coach Mournville and coach Shercliffe. Um, coach Shercliffe uh, was somebody that spanned obviously three or four, well, four decades with more in high school hockey. Um, and I, I was really lucky just the group that I came through with. Um, the, the teams that we had were very talented. Um, my sophomore year, we, we got a taste of the state tournament. So my freshman year before when I was a Bantam, um, was the year that Moorhead lost to Elk River in the state finals. Yep. And, um, you know, kind of went on a run late. You know, I don't know that anybody really expected it. You know, they played well at the right time um, and then run into a buzzsaw in the, the state finals with Elk River. In my sophomore year, we um, we made it to the state tournament with uh, kind of a, a decent mix of, of grades. We had a strong sophomore class, but on our senior group, there were a couple that uh, br- both Brian Becker and Josh Frieder that played at Air Force Academy. Um, in our junior class that year, Brian Gifford went to Denver. So there were still some, some talent, but um, we got a taste of it as sophomores. And then our junior year is when we lost to – Centennial one or nothing. Um, and just, uh, 
I mean, a, a great game from a hockey standpoint, probably a pretty boring game from a, you know, a spectator Band, standpoint. Yeah. Um, and then my, my senior year, we lost to uh, Academy of Holy Angels um, with Coach Treble. We, uh, we had a really good senior year, um, and I, I think the expectations were pretty high. Um, on our team was Brian Lee, who was a top 10 draft pick. Chris did he, Vanderbilt. Did he, play in the world, did he play world juniors as a senior in high school? Yeah. Over Christmas. He did. So he, <laughs> he it's incredible. For, he know, didn't go very far, but he was yeah, good. Was in Grand Forks. Yeah, yeah. It was in Grand Forks. So we actually went up and watched a couple games, right. And kind of surreal in that. About that. In that wow. world junior was Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was a pretty good class. But so both Brian and, and Vandy went up to UND. Um, myself and Brett Barta played at St. Cloud. Drew Fisher played at Minnesota, and then he transferred to Bemidji. Um, John Lee played at Denver. Um, uh, Jeff Foss played at RPI. Matt Becker played at Air Force Academy. Did you go to uh, Moorhead or Minnetonka? Yeah, well, <laughs> um, we, at that at that point we had um and I, I'm missing some guys, but you know, we had eight or nine division one prospects um that eventually played division one and then um we had probably four or five or six that played division three off that team. Um and two that played in the NHL. So it was a it was a really good group. Um we fell short uh you know in the end to a, a team that scored a few more goals, but it was uh, it was a great experience. We got to play with each other or friends and play in two state finals. Um, and and I know the one thing that I tell my players now is like I know how much that meant not only to me but the community and my friends. That I I hope that they get that opportunity to play in the state tournament because it's uh, it's a pretty unique experience for sure. Now, go back to your dad. You know he was involved as a hockey director, but. You just started listing off those names. You ripped them off like fluently, by the way. That was pretty <laughs> impressive. And where they went, where they played college and all that stuff. Like, but your dad, he's kind of like that's he, a lot. A lot of that weight, he gets a lot of credit for that. I mean, making an yeah. environment, you know, be, being involved, thankless job, volunteer in some of the you know tough years. Actually, some glory years too, but some tough years of building a. Program. I I know working with Bear Jeremy Gregoire how hard it was to do that job for all the years that he did it, and he kind of was the guy who built the baton actually, and then handed it off to Jeremy. Yeah, but you know, as as you guys know that um, although there might be a person that fills a certain position, there's a lot of people that help out with that too. Um, right. You know, I, I know that my dad uh, points a lot of credit at the the dads that weren't necessarily hockey dads. So I'll give you an example. Uh, Brad Becker, he played at UND. He was an Edina East guy. Um, his sons were around my age. So Brad was deeply involved. He, um, he obviously a very great hockey mind. Um, and, and there were a number of other people like that, too, that were hockey people. Um Ron Dites, whose sons were my age as well, and and among a number of other people. But my dad credits a lot of the non-hockey dads in helping out. You know, the guys that were there to help open doors or, you know, at the youngest ages to help manage lines. So 
um, so those people could all work together. And um, we we had a lot of dads who maybe weren't hockey dads, but a lot of dads that were athletes at some point, like Chris Vandeville's dad, for example, played baseball at Mankato State. So, you know, had an athletic background, um, maybe not hockey, but uh, was able to help out in a, a certain capacity. And uh, it was just a it was those things that make youth organizations run and, and allow for kids to have success because of the support that they had. And, um, and my dad was certainly a part of it, but there were a number of others as well. I bet he was pretty proud when he saw eight, nine division one guys skating at the X. Oh, for, for sure. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, um, he's just as proud as the guys that, you know, now are, are teachers or are engineers and um, youth hockey and youth athletics has such an opportunity to, to lead kids. And um, yeah, he, he's really proud of it. And, and I'm obviously very lucky to have him and, and his support. He's, he's still somebody that comes to every one of our games or watches every stream. And um, he's usually one of the first calls that I make after the game. That's pretty cool. honest. That's cool. too. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Okay. So, Post high school, St. Cloud State. What brought you to St. Cloud? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, so obviously had some success um, in high school, but I, I actually applied. My parents um, around January. You know, they, it was a little different then. Like I'm not super old, but um, it was a little different. I was drafted in the the futures draft. I think it's now the phase one, whatever the right. younger one is yep. now. Phase one. Um, so I was drafted, um, but didn't didn't have a scholarship at that point. And my mom was like, "Hey, you know, if this doesn't work out, you got to go to school somewhere." So <laughs> I um, so I applied and I I got accepted to the University of Minnesota um to have a plan she wanted me to have a plan if i didn't make a team um but i i did i made tri-city uh that may and i now know and i i'm actually thankful for that experience because i know how caught up kids get um you know and okay it's my senior year and you know it's march and i don't have a place to play because i was that kid um right. i yep. i didn't as a senior as well um and so I made the team in May and at that tryout camp, I, I had a little interest from a couple of people um, at that time. So when I was a little younger, the University of Minnesota was recruiting me when Bob was the assistant there. Right. Let's and, go. Um, so we had that connection, um, but obviously the University of Minnesota thing kind of faded out Um but he then that summer was hired as an assistant coach under coach Dahl, um, it, which very quickly turned into him being the head head coach. But right. at that point, um, Bob reached out and went on a visit, did that whole thing. And uh, that summer committed. So I went from, you know, in January applying to the university of Minnesota to be a student to in June, um, committing to St. Cloud state and having a place to play. And, um, and then that process, I played a year in the USHL, um, and went to St. Cloud state after that. Well, you had, I was doing some research here. You, you guys made it to three, uh, NCAA tournaments. And I think you told me before we got on the air that you guys won your first ever uh, NCAA tournament game, uh, against Northern Michigan. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, my time in St. Cloud was an awesome experience. Um, you know, if you go to my elite prospects page, uh, it's, it's very quick and very short, Um, (laughs) but it's much longer than mine. I'll say that it's much longer than mine. But like I was telling you guys before, um, I, I think, you know, everybody has those life changing moments. Um, and I think my time in St. Cloud was was one of mine, um, as many people's is when they go to school, right? You grow up and you, you find yourself as a person. Um, but I, I really had to learn the game at St. Cloud. Um, I think Bob was fair to me. Um, and, and I became a better thinker of the game at St. Cloud. You know, I, I was what I tell people, a locker room guy. Like I... I by no means was chemistry guy. Yeah, I was the glue, but um, but I, I had to understand the game right because I had very limited ice time, and when I was out there, I couldn't afford to make mistakes, or I I needed to know our systems. And at that point, um, I really had to key in on on being a good teammate and and being a thinker of the game. And and I'll be honest, my first two years, I wasn't a good teammate. You know, I um, I came in with. Uh, everybody has a, a little bit of an ego and, um, and I, I didn't have success. So I had, I had to find other ways to contribute. And in my first two years, uh, I probably wasn't the best teammate. And I, I think I, I grew up in two short years and I, I took advantage of my opportunity to get an education and, and learn a little bit. And um, I was really fortunate to, to play for Bob for sure. Uh, or before we went on the air here, you talked a little bit about him uh, forcing you to learn the game. Expand on that a little bit more. Yeah, just kind of going back. Like I, um, I mean, to be frank, I, I had to watch sometimes. Right, I was up in the press box and um, and and I had to pay extra attention at video sessions and. I had to be ready for practice because a lot of times that was, that was my opportunity to prove that I belonged. Right. Um, you know, other guys, they could make a million mistakes or they could do this and that, and they were still going to be in the lineup the next day where for me, those little, those little battles in practice or those, you know, little opportunities that, that was my turn, you know? So, um, he he forced me in and probably not on purpose right um it just that's the way that i i thought um i had to be a better teammate and and become a better player you had a roommate uh garrett reboyne um how did that relationship start and and where is it today (laughs) well okay here's a good story for you um (laughs) so the incoming class Um, so Garrett's from Detroit lakes, which like in the summer he'd come and skate, but he was two to three years older than me. So we didn't really cross paths a whole lot, but, um, so my last name starts with an A in the incoming recruiting class, how, uh, Minx, our equipment manager did it or must have is just, okay. Incoming freshman letter A starts and he gets to pick his number and then, you know, goes down the line. Well, Raboyne is obviously near the end. Yeah. So, so Minx calls me and, uh, Hey John, you know, these are the numbers we have available. What number do you want? I said, I'll take seven. That sounds good. Seven's a good number. (laughs) And, uh, so he goes, okay, you know, go on with my day. And about an hour later he calls me back and he goes, Hey, uh, 
Um, Garrett Raboyne is, uh, he told me he's a little older than you and that he wants number seven. Are you okay with him having seven and you taking another number? And for me, I, I could care less, but I, I was like, uh, sure, I'll take two, I guess. Um, <laughs> So my introduction to Rabs was him stealing my number. I love it. Was it was it like the you know NFL or something like that nowadays where you got to pay for it? Was there a steak dinner exchanged back and forth? I think he owes you a steak dinner. If if you know Rabs, there was there was none of that. It was uh, straight. (laughs) He bullied you basically. He bullied you. He he bullied me, but. so that was the start, but uh, we lived together for three years. Rab's a great guy. Um, he's had a ton of success, and, uh, yeah, I, I think he'd be a great coach to play for, for sure. Now, you know, you also have other coaches that you played with there. Grant Clafton's now at, at Grand Rapids. Uh, Chris Anderson's at White Bear Lake. Do, do you guys have a little bit of this where you exchange, whether it's text or phone calls or talk about coaching concepts or recruiting or whatever it might be? Oh, well, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, we obviously have a common bond, um, and, and those are like your, your college buddies, you live with those guys for three to four years. Right. Yeah. So they become some of your closest friends and, um, you'd think that you kind of think the game the same way too, right. um, just because you played under the same coach and you, you know, for three to four years, you're talking about the same concepts, um, I I still keep in touch with all of them. Um, Brett Barta is another guy that now is out of coaching, but he played for Bob and and had a run at Andover under Mark Manny. Um, And we still, he was also my defensive partner in high school. So (laughs) we had the unique situation where we played together in high school and then we also played together in in college. So we obviously uh, talk quite a bit about the game, but um, you know, Marty Mielli, we mentioned as well, was a guy that, um, we, we, at the tournament last weekend, I, I talked to him for, for quite a bit actually, um, and now helping with Eden Prairie. So it's great to have those relationships. And, and to be honest, that that's why a lot of us do it, right? We had such a great experience as players and the relationships that we developed that we hope to provide some of those opportunities for kids. So yeah, absolutely. We keep in touch. So after college, you go down to Wyndham. Presumably, it, was that one of the first places that you were able to get a job as a teacher? <laughs> that, another decent story about just unique opportunities. So, so I was a social studies teacher and not a math teacher, but you can quickly do it where um, teaching at that point was a whole different ballgame. Now, obviously we're, we're in need of good people. And if there are people out there interested in teaching and you're a good person, we need you. But, um, at that point, especially gym and social studies teachers, Man. Were a dime a dozen. Yep. It was, um, you know, at, at St. Cloud, I graduated with a 15, you know, and you start to do the quick math. Okay. 20 some. State. Yeah. There's probably 15 at Mankato. There's 15, you know, so, so I applied to everywhere because um, I just wanted a job. Um, so Wyndham was one of my first interviews and I went down there and they were like, do you want to help with, you know, middle school baseball and this and that? I'm like, yep, I'll do yes. it. All. <laughs> I will, I will do it all. 
my experience as a baseball player ended in ninth grade, but I am an expert if you need <laughs> one. Um, so I was on my way home and uh, they called and they said, hey, you know, thanks for interviewing, but you're the runner up. We offered it to somebody else. So I said, okay, well, thank you. And I, I did, I was lucky where I had a few other interviews lined up over the next couple of weeks. And so it wasn't a panic, but it's still disappointing, right? You, you know, you want to lock up a job. And like two to three days later, they called me back and they said, hey, have you, uh, you know, would you still consider coming down? The guy that we offered the job to, his wife wouldn't move to Wyndham. <laughs> so, so you would think like, that would be yeah. in the conversation. Yeah, but is that yeah. a red flag to you? Like, why? What's so bad about this place? Hey, I, I was a 22-year-old looking for a job, so I was moving anywhere. Um, but I, I said, yeah, absolutely. I would love to. And they said, oh, yeah, and we're also looking for a hockey coach. Do you want to coach hockey as well? And I was like, yeah, I'll help out. And they're like, okay, you're the head coach. Like, <laughs> no okay. way. And you just drove through a red light after that, like yeah. in shock. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then I started to do some research about Wyndham and section three feet away. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a pretty cool story. That is, yeah. that's, that's, that's a better than average story. I, I for sure like that. So, yeah. so then how did you get from Wyndham to back Moore. to Moorhead? <laughs> yeah another okay story so um i like how you like set the bar low it's and an okay to, yeah, okay it's, it's okay. just okay so um i loved wyndham wyndham awesome people um some of the kids like that i coached because i had nothing to do so like i would go to my practices right because why not why not a, right what else do you do on a friday night as a 22 year old I, well so, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I, I got to know those kids and a lot of those kids are now playing on the team, like the kids that, oh. that really, um, so I loved it. Um, the Espensons are a family that took me in and they've had a couple players, a yeah. couple that are playing right now too. Um, There's and a, a few others as well. Um, but just great people. And as an outsider, I was really lucky that they, they took me in, but after two years, like as a teacher, three years is your tenure year, right? And I wanted to start my master's. So after two years, I was thinking, okay, you know, is this a place long-term that I'm going to be, or should I, should I start to look around? So I applied to a, a few different places. Um, I, and I can tell you where I, I applied to Sartell, Forest Lake, um, Roseau. Oh, um, love it. And Moorhead. Um, for, for all different reasons, Sartell, I went to St. Cloud, so that was close. Yeah. Forest Lake, I had a couple friends that were in the North Metro, Barta being one of them. So yeah. I applied there. Um, Roseau is where my extended family is from. Yeah. So I applied there and then Moorhead obviously is where I'm from. So that, it was kind of like, okay, well, if these work out great, if not, I still have a job in Wyndham. So I, I applied and I, I had applied to Moorhead like three times, um, right out of college, because um, it's a tough school district to get into for the fact that, you know, there's three colleges in town that 
have teacher programs. So, you know, they have a number of teachers. So it was kind of a shot in the dark at that time. They had a, a coach and I, I was fully content on, on getting a job or at least hoping to get a job and helping out in the youth organization. Like that was my plan. Um, if I were to get the job. So I, I did get the job in May, but it wasn't full time at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I accepted the job um, and I told youth hockey that I would help out in any way. Or, you know, I, I did tell the staff at that time that if they needed a JV or an assistant, I would help out too. Um, and then there was an opening in July for the job and, and I got it as a 25 or 26 year old, I think. Um, the hockey a, job, you coach, mean, so. in the hockey job. The hockey job, yeah, because I, I got the teaching job in like May or whatever. And if um, my memory serves correctly, I believe they went to the state tournament that year. They did, yeah. Year so before, that would have been yeah. Will, Borg, Will Borgen's uh, sophomore year. I think they got third or maybe they might fifth. Have. Consolation uh, chance. Consolation. They got fifth, okay. Yeah, they had a good team. Yeah. Yeah. So you came into a very – not not as deep as you are these days, but it's still a pretty good, thriving hockey program and a, and a good high school hockey team. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just just a bunch of good kids. Like it, um, you know. I, I'll say today, Will Borgen scored in the Winter Classic. Right. Like in, <laughs> I coached him for two years. That was pretty cool. You know, like um, yeah, Alex Maynard uh, is an Air Force pilot now. You know, his dream as a 16 year old was to fly fighter jets. And that's what he does. You know, like it's, it's cool to see kids that are great kids and then are able to live out their dreams. And I, I've been lucky to coach a lot of those kids. When you think about it, you were whatever that season at Wyndham, you know, you you said, you said before we joined the show, there it wasn't a community with a lot of people like you in your in your twenties, and to think fast forward six months later, you were the head high school coach at Moorhead, which is in some ways a dream job, top ten, top fifteen job in the state. You went no offense to Wyndham, but you went from the Wyndham coach to the Moorhead coach in literally about a six month swing. Yeah, and um, did you kind of were you bright eyed and bushy tail when you got the news? You had to have been pretty excited. Probably, oh yeah, for sure. It, it probably depends on who you ask if it was a good move for them. Um, <laughs> but you know, for me, I I've been really lucky. This is like you said, you're 11 now. Um, I'm 36, and you know, like I hope to do this for a while. It's really fun. Um, the the best part about coaching is, like I said, you know, seeing kids five years down the road, ten years down the road, and um, and seeing how they're doing, but it, it's also, I think the best, like in the moment is just figuring out your group and, and what they need to succeed. So that's kind of where we're at in the the year right now is in January, you know, what you have, um, and then what buttons to push, but also like what you, you really need to be successful in the end. And, um, you, you pick up a little bit along the way and coach Randolph is, somebody that I think um, has in, in the minimal conversations I've had with him taught me the most. And, and one of that is, you know, before January 1st, it really doesn't matter um, what happens. You, you figure out what you have and then you move forward after that. And um, 
we're really hoping that rings true for the spuds this year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Talk about your assistant coach, Tony Kunkka. I mean, he's been with the program as long or longer than you have been, and he's kind of become – I can only imagine the amount of hours of text messages, phone calls, time in rink together over the last 11 years. I can't – he's got to be one of your best friends just based on occupation and the the time you spend together. Yeah, for sure. So Tony – Tony's a few years older than me. He actually – he was in an interesting kind of, I guess, time and more at hockey as he was one of those first teams that coach Cullen had. So right. transitioning um, in the, the late eighties. And then he, he actually coached with coach Cullen uh, as a college student and then transitioned to coach Mournville. So he is coached now with coach Cullen, uh, coach Mournville, and now myself, um, obviously has, you know, a long track record of, of coaching, not only hockey, but also baseball. Um, I think he's a hall of famer at his college. He went to, isn't he? Yeah. So he, baseball is kind of his athletic background. Um, you know, he was a hockey player in high school. Um, but obviously, you know, started coaching uh, with coach Cullen in Mournville and, and got that itch and that bug. He coached at Concordia here in town for quite a while. Um, he, he is a really good ying to my yang. He is, uh, he's much more, um, detail oriented in terms of like the things that we need to do administratively. Um, I would say that I'm probably, uh, a more big picture person in terms of, uh, planning out the season where he's more of the day-to-day type of, of person. So he takes a lot of those tasks off my hands. Um, he's also just, he's, he's really good with kids and that that's kind of what, you know, I was looking for in putting together a a staff, um, you know, hockey knowledge is, is one thing, but, but working with kids and getting kids to do things is, is obviously what we're in it for. Um, and he's not only a coach, but he's also a teacher. Um, our head JV coach, Derek Thompson, segueing a little bit was my peewee coach. So, uh, you know, kind of, uh, an interesting full circle thing too. Like our, our, our JV is a development process, right. And, and a necessary development process. And uh, Derek is really good with the, the development process. And um, obviously I trusted him as my peewee coach and uh, now he's helping us out and he's an elementary teacher in Fargo. Um, so obviously really good working with kids and, um, and then Sam Wallstead uh, helps us out as well. And um, he's the the one that relates the best to the kids. He's kind of he's a kid. Still a kid. He's still a kid. Uh, yeah. And, and the kids love him for it. So <laughs> we're, we're really, um, we're really close. We do spend a lot of time on uh, the text message world together. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a passion of love for sure. No doubt about it. What are the expectations of Moorhead hockey? Moorhead's been second place seven times now. You guys have been the state the last five years. What's the expectation, you know, for the community of Moorhead hockey? Um, the, the expectation is to play in St. Paul in March, right? Like, um, and, and we don't waver from that. I think we embrace it. Um, there's a reason that we, we come to the Metro as much as we do. 
Um, there's a reason that, that we challenge our kids. Uh, we, we talk about expectations as something that you embrace and that something that you don't shy away from. Uh, we expect to compete with, uh, the state's best every year. And, um, I think this year is no different. I, I know that we have the talent to be successful in, in March, uh, late February and early March. Um, and, and I don't think that uh, the expectations this year are any different than any year previous. Well, the last question I got for you is just the, the, the future of the program. You know it as well as I do that the, the, the peewees, the, the, the squirts, I mean, they're winning squirtaculars. There's winning Fargo international. They're winning all of the, the, the state peewee tournaments, the state band tournaments. There's a, a huge, uh, number of great players coming into the program. Can you contain yourself, or or is or does that actually add more pressure uh, to the job, which is isn't as we've we've laughed before, isn't exactly the highest paying job in the world? But is <laughs> is there pressure with that? Um, you know, I, I think some people might look at it that way. I, I think that every year is a unique opportunity, and our youth hockey has done a phenomenal job for 30 plus years at developing yeah. players. And you can go down the line of, of guys that were not only successful hockey wise, but in their career as well. And, um, but we would like to think that that's going to continue. Now, the one thing that is unique about this is a lot of those guys that you may have watched in the nineties or the early two thousands. Now it's their kids and or, or their um, grandkids, like with Dennis Bushy's, grandson sure. Aaron involved yeah. with the so, rink. It's like, it's literally, it's a family business. And, and that's the one thing that I think is really special about it. Right. Um, the, the community is, it's a bigger community. Like there's no question about it. Our, our school now has 2000 students in it. Um, and we're, we're not in the biggest class, uh, for football, but we're, we're in the, we're close to the top 30, um, in the, in the school. So I think Moorhead, you know, to the outsider, there's this romantic idea of this little town, scrappy <laughs> town from the north. Not if you um, go to that high school, it's not. That's yeah, huge. And, and really it, you know, it's still what I think is, is great about Moorhead is it still has that small town feel. And, we're we're so lucky that our families are moving back you know like yes yeah those names that that you heard in the the 90s the 80s like it's the same names and for me you know like that's what it's like in rozo and that's what it's like in some of these other communities where you know it's like okay well here are the kids and now the grandkids and and we're getting that way now too and um yeah you know is there talent for sure there is but every year is unique and you know you can talk to any coach there's a heck of a lot more that goes into success outside of talent right like there's um different dynamics with families and with emotions and with expectations even within the kids and um Every year is a different challenge, and and hopefully those kids play for us. And when they do, um, we look forward to putting that piece, those pieces together, and figuring out that puzzle. Well, the good news is, is we will be there watching, and I can't wait to see how it all unfolds. It's going to be an exciting time for Moorhead hockey. 
Yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, I'm really lucky to be a part of it. And, uh, we need as many fans of the spuds as we can. So if anybody out there wants to cheer for us, we are jump on the bandwagon. Well, you got two more of them here. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. I appreciate you coming on today. Best of luck to you the rest of the year. And I know you're not going to need much luck in the future. Yeah. Well, thanks. We'll we'll take all the luck we can get. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the, day, on the show today, John. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thanks coach Ammerman. That was a fun interview. It was a blast. We have not heard it, it yet. <laughs> it's full disclosure. It, yet, yeah. but it was fantastic. I will say this. He answered every question. <laughs> I sat down with him and had a mini pod that was unrecorded. And I will tell you, it was some interesting stuff. I'll just say that. Is a so, mini pod that's unrecorded just a conversation? <laughs> it a conversation. But it felt like it was a pod. I was, I was, I was asking all the questions, and he was delivering all the answers. And that's interesting. So, microphones or something. It no. felt like a podcast. It really. I did. feel like I have a podcast all the time. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no Clip that, that my friend. No Clip that. Uh, <laughs> mm, I like that one. I hope your okay. fiance doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> she doesn't. Okay, good. Good spot. Um, okay, uh, Tony, um, before we get started on Games of the Past, let's give a shout out to the Red Black League. Our longest standing sponsor. Um, it's been a long time. Yeah. And their league is thriving. I got to chat with a bunch of Red Black uh, staff, Red Black uh Faithful players, alums, uh, down in Prior Lake. That's kind of where it all kind of started. Sure. Uh, with with Brian Hansen and Joe Pankrantz. They had the vision of coming up with a league that's important to have active players throughout the year, uh, getting some reps, whether in game in game reps that are without checking, and a lot of physical play, which can, tends to add on the wear and tear to players. So. They came up with the league, and it was very successful. I can vouch for it personally. I had a son who played in the league and loved the league and still has friends from the league uh, to this day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this kid from, from Minnehaha, buddies from Sartell. I mean, he has <laughs> literally lifelong friendships that he built from the Red Black League. So if you have a couple of buddies from your team and want, want to play some hockey in the spring or fall, check out the redblackleagues.com. Okay, so for games of the past this week, um, we're going to focus on a couple of games that happened two weeks ago. Prior to Christmas, yeah. Just because they did have some um We couldn't have a Christmas show because it would have been like literally Christmas Day. I was free. I was not free. <laughs> I was no, we're not having a pod. Eric sent me his. All I, all I heard from Danny was, oh, I have to cook 5,000 meals for 500 I do. people. I did have to cook a lot. I did get rankings from, from Eric for class A. Did you do double A? Uh, yeah, thank you. you did. Okay. Because I, I, I could do a lot of it ahead of time, so it was pretty easy to just. Right. Go. And he's like, here's the rankings. I'm like, we're not publishing anything. Just because it was just that the days of the week are so crazy these two weeks. So. Yeah. Um, okay, so Friday, December 22nd. That was a crazy night. It was. Um, Did you get a lot of sleep that night? <sighs> <laughs> Kayla, how about you? Did you get any sleep that night? Um, nope. Okay. I tried uh, to sleep on the bus, but some people were being a little too rowdy in the back. Really? 
I'm just kidding. You were just talking. But yeah. Just trying to, you know, make the time go by Until quicker. 4 a.m. I will say this. I will, I will say this. Why was the trip up took like 45 minutes and the trip back took seven and a half hours? You know, when you stop in Oberville to get oh gas. Oh, my God. Are you going to bring that up? So. Have you ever seen me angrier? <laughs> I think you looked more confused I than was angry. Angry is the word I would so, use. So I uh, give a little background on the bus trip. The bus trip was great. The Jack's sandwiches were oh, outstanding. Unbelievable. I, I thought the potato so salad. Timothy for Falls or the world. Yeah, yeah. 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 I thought the potato salad that I made was top notch. It was loved, good. It, I, liked I really it. liked it. Um, but then what I didn't realize until after the game when you told me, Tony, that we would have to wait another hour and a half before the bus could come pick us up. It wasn't an hour and a it half. It was not an hour and a half. It was quoted as an hour and well, a half. Okay, so he me. had to wait eight hours. He dropped the bus us driver. at one fifty. He could have left at 9.50. Game was over by 9.20. Yes. Uh, we were wrapped up, packed, ready to go, and he just showed up. at. And by the way, we've gotten there earlier had he not been late for his arrival like there were so many mistakes made along the way but the biggest so there was a lot of mistakes where we're kind of i was unraveling yeah. throughout the day like <laughs> his mistakes were unraveling one yeah. after another yeah but we're 45 minutes from home and he pulls into a gas station at three in the morning i'm like wait why are we stopping <laughs> he stopped okay. to get gas and then he and pulled like, wait, up Wait, whoa, you had eight hours of downtime. Not eight only did he stop for gas, he also we, took a cigarette break. And he also <laughs> pulled on the wrong side of the yeah, That too. I mean, there's so many mistakes. But there's but, a lot of lingering trauma from this bus trip. But wait, oh, yeah. no, but yeah. wait, wait, Carl, let me just say this. If you drove five hours and didn't have to get gas, wouldn't you assume you'd fill your tank to drive five I more hours back without having to get gas? And wouldn't you assume <laughs> that... Only seventy five dollars and twenty two gallons of gas in a in a coach bus wouldn't even fill the tank. Once you assume that, yes, because that was what was a head scratcher to me. Because that's as much as so he put mad. in. I was so mad. This is the roses so and thorns section. He's gonna be in my. <laughs> that uh, was a thorn. Ten minutes with Tony. He's getting. A bunch of thorns from me. Tons. A ton of thorns. Okay, but some other games, and I'll wrap with the Friday night. There was a game that night, too, also. There there was was a game. There were several games that night. First off, Rosemount 3, Hermantown 1. Ooh, that was a good score. That's a good score for Rosemount. Rosemount Uh, reached its peak at 6 in my rankings. Yes. (laughs) Um, Wyzetta 2, Eden Prairie 2, Overtime. Another one, yes. And then St. Thomas. Wyzetta is number 2, not number 1. And then St. Thomas for Creighton three. Yeah, come the comeback too, wasn't it? Yes. All right. And then the Friday night what ice. What happened in the game that you went to? Yep, we're going yep, there. Yep, the Friday night ice game of War Road four, East Grand Forks three overtime. Clip it. Yeah, that was that was cool. That was uh, you couldn't have written it any better. I mean. From my perspective, I was going to have been happier with how everything turned out. And uh, even the East Grand Forks people were just shrugging their shoulders like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Even I think East Grand Forks did a tweet saying, hey, thanks for including us in Friday Night Ice. It was great. Thanks for everything. Hats off. To, as much as we wanted to win, it was a great ending. Yeah. See it was the ending. 
and Carson Pilgrim. I feel like if, I have to prop it. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't see it, if you're listening to the show and you didn't see it, uh, Carson Pilgrim uh, wearing his stepfather's jersey number with the jersey name on the back with all the boys wearing Michael Tweet's number who passed this past summer he scored, did the Patrick Kane heartbreaker and pointed at the sky. It was can't, unbelievable. It was one of the better moments in YHH history. It was right really there. cool. It was really, really cool. And I think we had a high going up to the event. You know, like I said, the potato yeah. salad and all the food and all the good times. We were all having a good time. A lot of good laughs on the way up. But that was just a gigantic Christmas present exclamation for me. It was a great month for us, YHH, and that was one of the moments that I won't forget for a long time. Yeah, it was It was truly special to see. That was, yeah. that was really cool. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to... Saturday. I got some games on Saturday. Oh, yeah. White Bear Hill. Um, well, first, Delano 5, St. Cloud Cathedral 0. That's the you Delano. You squawking a few minutes ago. I know. This is the this is the only quality win in my book that Delano had leading up to this point. Okay. All right. Um, they were squeaking by overtimes right. against Minneapolis, uh, things like that. Minneapolis so. is a weird team. Yeah, that's a... See that Rosal? Are we going to get that Rosal score? Yeah, I got that one. <laughs> some ah, stuff they're, they're a gentry type of team. They got some stuff coming, yeah. Um, and then White Bear Lake Hill Murray tied at three overtime. I went to this one, um, begrudgingly to myself. I should not have got to it probably, right. but um, it was a good game. Nolan Road with two great goals being down three one. The one that tied it up, he kind of like shot it from the blue line, and it must have hit something weird and deflected in. Because yeah. Lane was moving in one way, and went then the like other. it went the other, and it was a really off kiltered shot. But I thought Nolan Road, he this was the best game I've seen him play thus far. Um, oh yeah, uh, Belial is also out um, yep. for White Bear Lake. Um, he'll be out until yeah. probably um, February. Really? Yeah, for a while because it's an upper body injury. Um, As you're touching your shoulder? Yeah, yeah it's not. Let's, <laughs> it's let's, say, let's, let's say it's not shoulder. <laughs> but if I were to point to a clavicle. <laughs> right. Um, um, so, yeah, but that kind of made some wrinkles with their lines. But really, Nolan Rhodes stepped up in this, and you want your top player to play big. And. Aldrich was sold out, and that was really exciting to see. That's it's fun. It's always fun when Aldrich is popping, and Aldrich was popping. All right. Um, but, yeah, and then Hill tied it. Oh, yeah, Hill was only up 2-1. White Bear went up 3-2. Oh, and then and Hill, Hill tied it with, like, 5 5.7 or something like that left. Yeah, yeah. and people were walking out. Game. Yeah, people were walking out, and then then you see people walk back, back in. in. That's a good game. <laughs> yeah. I love that when you get them to walk back yeah. in. Yeah. And so, no, that was, that was fun. And I, for me, it leaves hope for Friday night of section final week. You know, this is, I think everybody always dreams for this to be the section final because it's exciting and it's one of the bigger rivalries in the state. And so if it happens again, that'll be exciting. I think the first round of 4AA could be interesting. That could be bloody. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of it. 
interesting teams there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, okay, so now let's go to Wednesday after Christmas, the 27th. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to highlight some games at the hol- different holiday tournaments. Not every game, because right. not every game was kind of worthwhile. Um, but then I got some others at the end. So first off in Prior Lake, St. Thomas 2, Prior Lake 0. It was a close one down there. Do you remember? I never felt like St. Thomas was in trouble. Shots that, I mean, Prior Lake was on the power play in that game, like four or five times and barely registered a shot on goal. Yeah. It was interesting. I I would argue that there wasn't really any interesting scores coming out of Wednesday out of Prior Lake. No, no, no. Yeah, the only other one would be the Edina 3 Moorhead 1. Not interesting. When you you look at the the. what what well, actually happened? What happened with Moorhead that week? It's really not that interesting. No, so I, I, I didn't find any of that uh, noteworthy. That was a good game, though. I mean, that was actually a good hockey game compared to the previous three. weren't very great. So you had like a class A quarterfinal open on yeah. Wednesday, almost. Uh, really yeah, was. it was. Um, Maple Grove two, Chanhassen zero. Good win for the Crimson here. Um, Very good, and so, but st- still, without Euling without Camp, Euling Camp, that's a little bit of an asterisk. Yeah, um, Rosemount came back to beat Andover four to three. I believe they were down three one at one point in the third period, and yep. then they come back and score three. So they that's were played a, like a ranked team. They, they it, won when they were supposed to. Exactly, and they're consistently doing that, which is yep. impressive. Um, and then over at Pick, uh, Minnetonka six, Rogers one. Kind of just, uh, I would I had say somebody tell me about that game. It could have been ten. If, if, if I believe it. Minnetonka just put, took the foot off the gas on that one. And then St. Louis Park. That was not my voice, by the way. No, That's someone told me yeah. that. I'm yeah. reporting what someone told me. Like, yeah, you went on your show and you said like, no, I did not. I said someone else told me that. Um, okay, we got St. Louis Park, Benilde St. Margaret's three, Holy Family two, and three weird bounce goals put Benilde in front in this one. So you're that's your way of saying they got lucky to beat Holy Family. I would say that there was like a, a couple set plays that were using the boards like they were at the XL Energy Center. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe that Holy Family played better five-on-five five hockey though they didn't have the opportunity because they were in the box. Um, Interesting. So I I thought they looked good. All right. That's a good score, though. Yeah. Hill Murray 3, Champlin Park 2, overtime. Good score for Champlin. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but Will it, Hill get there? I Hill, Hill is still building right now. That's okay. the thing. Hill in December, yeah. Don't, all right, don't all right, all right. Okay, they have Tonka this week. Hill is. I'm interested to see if they'll get there. I, yeah. It almost feels like a white bear year okay. to me, or I'm, Stillwater. I'm down with that. How about Roseville? I'm not okay. down with that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm less down yeah. there. All right. all right. Um. Okay, and then a couple other scores: Hermantown five, Delano one. My stance on Delano right now is when they play the top teams, they lose pretty badly. Other than say like Cathedral. Other than Cathedral. Matamidi. Uh they beat Matamidi? Sure did. Yeah. I'm not convinced on Matamidi right now. I am not high on them. I think they lose quarterfinals of state. Okay. 
Um, they play a lot of tough teams. They do. They do. Uh, Rozo six Minneapolis or Rozo seven Minneapolis yes. six. For some odd reason, I was in uh, in in Twitter while this was going on, doing some stuff in Twitter, and just kept seeing this game. Just ro- the scores just come yeah, just rolling ding, into my ding, feed somehow. And I was like, this game will never end. It yeah. seemed like a three-hour game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was, that's just a weird score. That uh, I think uh, Joe helped us post the circle of death right now. Yeah, in, that was eight double Joey memes was that yeah. was a good tweet. That's one of my favorite eight double A facts. Four zero and one against the section. Zero and eight against everyone else. Rozo one and three against the section. Seven and zero against everyone else. Well, what does that say about their schedule? Yeah, cupcake. <laughs> but still. Yeah. I know. I know. I don't know what to read in that. Um, okay. Eat, uh, moving on to Thursday um, at Prior Lake, Eden Prairie 9, Moorhead 2. It just got away from the spuds. <laughs> <laughs> and they kept him in. They kept Weigel in the whole game. Oh, no. They had no oh. showing no mercy. <laughs> oh. oh, when it rains, it pours. Um, oh, maybe, maybe you will have talked about that with Emmerman. I don't think I'm bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to bring <laughs> that up. I'm not going to bring up Prior Lake to, in this interview. You know that open wound? We have some salt over here. <laughs> Let's just dump a little. <laughs> yeah, wasn't good. Um, okay, and then the Creighton 5, Prior Lake 0. We've touched on it. Ended. Ended. Um, in the 11 third minutes to go. Yeah. Um, but enough crowds stuck around, Tony, you said, for the St. thomas Edina game, the 3-2 uh, St. Thomas from win. a crowd just delivers every year because there's just so much intensity, so many Edina. We're, we're going to see that tonight with our interview with Jimmy Leverell, an Edina resident. Uh, we had uh, Nico Russ, an Edina resident, was a player of the game, you know, yeah. against, you know, in the Edina game. Uh, Jimmy pinpointed, he goes, I asked him in his player of the game interview uh, from the first night, He's like, yeah, I've had this thing circled on my calendar since, you know, day one when the when the schedule came out. Those it's a Edina big game. kids want to beat the Edina guys. Yeah, bad. it's a, it's a and big last game. year this I believe it was last year where there was a little bit of a fight at the end of the game. Not nothing nasty, but it was wasn't pretty at the end of the game. Didn't carry over or two years ago when they had a bag skate after the Edina game. At yeah, home. yeah. Um. But yeah, it was just a fun game to watch too. It felt very much like a playoff game, very tight, but but well played. Back um, of St. Thomas was, was a good certainly game. very that, well structured. Let's that, say the Thursday crowd um, was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Maple Grove up there. We had Maple Grove five, Rosemount two. In the first five minutes, Rosemount controlled this game and then maple grove scored and scored and scored and made it three nothing after one and maple grove just kind of cruised like just uh, i wouldn't say cruise but just controlled yeah. then at that point and rosemount could not get into the game all right um and then andover four hill Murray two i've i've thought that these two teams are very similar Actually, I think I heard that Stringfellow might be out for Andover as well. I don't well. know that, but can I ask where is Carl? Where is Andover ranked? Twelve, and they've basically been hovering thirteen, twelve all year. Yeah, and then where's Hill? Hill? 
13. 13. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. I, I believe these yeah. teams are very, they both play very disciplined hockey. They both, you know, just. We're hammering on them right now. They might not even. But they're going to be both going to be in the state tournament. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a sad fact, isn't it? I know. I know. We'll, we'll be seated if they go. Yeah. Possibly. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. And then down in uh, at pick, Wyzetta four, Rogers two. Uh, 40, it's nothing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was 40 some shots by Wyzetta. I would say it's probably a mirror image of the game before against um, Tonka. I think the goals just went in against. As far as it looks less gaudy, but I think the game was the same. Yeah. Correct. Um, in St. Louis Park, Chan Hassan three, Holy Angels one. Um, She's a good score for Holy Angels. Holy Angels looks good right now. And then... Um, 15. They were 15. Oh, okay. I think that's about right. Yeah, that seems... What were they the week before? Uh, 18-ish. Okay. okay, all right. I would have had them yeah. around 20. And it's funny, I was talking to Funk and Grizz, our buddies. Yeah. And I was kind of like, hey, they're not very good, whatever. He goes like, hey, they're one... At the time, he goes, they only had one loss. I was like... Really, and you saw it, and I saw it, <laughs> and I and I thought they looked again as our first game of the year, but I didn't think they looked very good, and I'm wrong. Yeah, they're Holy they're Angels rounding is the real deal. They're coming up. Um, and then other um game would be Hermantown five, East Grand Force one. Yeah, I was I was at that one, and it was interesting because East Grand really controlled the first period despite taking a major penalty. Like they were clearly the better team in the first period, but then. Mintown popped the first one, then the second one, and this sounds like a kind of carbon copy of the cathedral game. It does, doesn't it? Don't you feel? And you feel yeah. like literally, it felt like East Grand was like they were the kings. They were controlling. They were controlling yeah, they, the game, and then a couple goals went Hermantown in. Triply a whole game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Until they get the goaltending situation solved, there's going to be some questionable scores like this. But going back to the the Warroad game, yeah, I didn't feel like either of those teams no. had a decided advantage over the other. At a game is going to be a that section final is going to be a flip the freaking coin. Yeah, I obviously depth in three lines goes to EGF, but the uh, there's some firepower in Pilgrim and Lundy, and I thought um, Murray was very quick and had some great plays using his speeds for Warroad though. I haven't looked at his numbers yet, but Ben Norris has been pretty good this year. Yeah, he's been good. In the games good. that I've been he's to. He's been good. Yeah. I wasn't at the Matamini game, Mr. Norris. <laughs> but every game I've been at, he's looked pretty good. Yes. Yes. Um, so uh, just uh, something to note that I just because EGF is losing, I don't think they're out of that section quite yet. No. No, 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 no. no they, could, they could win the whole thing. Yeah, honestly, they could win the state tournament. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, Friday, uh, Prior Lake had St. Thomas three, Moorhead two. Which is, I don't yeah. it, it after a good score for Moorhead after letting nine into EP, yeah. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, and then Edina two, Creton one, overtime. I was at like a period of this. I drove down. I, I watched it on my way up to yeah. Blaine. Yeah, I like. I, I was a great game. Yeah, I, so I, all three of us half watched this game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, 
didn't see a lot of life on the ice, I would say. It, it felt like a third day. Yeah, a little bit. It, that's little bit. That would be my only description of it. Yep. Uh, there was a lot of weird third-day scores. And we'll get to some. Maple Grove, five. Holy Family, three. I believe at one point, Holy Family might have been up three-nothing. No, really? Were, yeah. I had started writing my ranking description for Holy Family sliding on up. Maple Grove, momentum. And Gearing then I was like, whoop, gotta go change that. Whoop. Yeah. The rankings whoop. Um, Champlin four, Rosemount three. This is a game. I think if you're Rosemount, you want back. Yeah. Champlin just keeps. They're better this year than they were last year. Yeah, and they don't have a D one current player. Let's yeah. say. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited. Um, Lakeville South five, Rogers two. Oof. Oof. Oof, where's Lakeville South in your rankings? They're 20. (laughs) Someone's face turned red. I was literally not doing anything. Yes, but your face turned red. We should put a camera on me. I've I've contended this. You can see the truth. All right. All right. Um, And then Wyzetta won, Minnetonka won overtime. Game of the week. Yeah, on paper, I, I would say. In reality, it was very structured hockey. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pat O'Leary's daughter uh, was in the Dangle Fest. Oh. So I got I ran into Pat at the rink literally right after the game. Sure. And uh, he says it was incredible atmosphere. The atmosphere was second to none. Isn't it was- that sad when the, you don't get the 5-4 overtime game or you know with a lot of lots to give the crowd to cheer about so at nebraska they used to let balloons go after the first touchdown okay (laughs) sometimes the first touchdown didn't happen on the first drive right sometimes the first touchdown happened after the first field goal and some of those balloons went during the field goal that's kind of what it felt like in this game it was just like i want something to cheer for and it was not there uh, there was was, a, was it the th- goals in the third period? Uh, yeah, ten minutes yeah. and five minutes. Yeah, according to yeah. Pat. Yeah, it, I I really thought you know it, there was a couple of notes in this game. Lunsky being out juggled the lines for Tonka, so mm-hmm. they went front heavy, uh, putting more Burrows and Gary back, and then Gary Schultz and Sheets on the second line. Why Zeta can go three lines with anybody better than probably anybody. I thought that Wyzetta's third line got the better of Tonka's third line, even though Tonka's third line got the goal. Okay. um, Be that as may, I think uh, Wyzetta owned that. Okay. According to Pat, again, uh, his viewpoint was that they had some great chances down the stretch too. I, I thought both teams actually had. There was pipes galore, you yeah. know, but it, it just felt like the ice was just a bit off that things weren't connecting right. enough. And then it, those grade A opportunities were grade A minus opportunities, and then they just weren't there. Got it. Um, but, you know, Javon uh, had a couple of great rushes, I thought, for Minnetonka. I, um, uh, really a lot of just great play just nothing capitalized on it and, it and if the weakness of both of these teams is goaltending that was not the weakness in this game it just nothing 
just structure meaning structure, and it just nothing you know developed right. from it. What are some other games? Are we all done? No, I got some more. Right. Uh, I want. I can't wait for the, some intriguing scores. We're like, I, there wasn't. There We're was, hanging on the metro right now at these fancy teams. I want to hear some. I don't have that much. Come on, well, Oatana lost. I okay, lost I money. didn't. I didn't note that one. Come on, seriously. Hodge Grove beat Oatana. Yeah, you didn't put that in there. No. All right. Um, Holy Angels three, Benilde three overtime. That's one. That's a notable Fancy score. Fancy Metro teams. Fancy Metro Holy teams. Angels. Um, and then, and this is also in St. Louis Park. That game was in St. Louis Park. Also there, um, Chan has him four, Hill Murray one. More Metro Fancy teams. Yep. Um, and There's then, oh, yeah, four to one was fair. But what I expected. Yeah. 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 Um, and then other would be Shock P4, Hermantown 0. That one caught my eye. Yeah, that one, I think, without Francisco, uh, that one caught my eye. Yep. Hermantown's third game in three days, even though not in a tournament. Yep. Yep. And travel. on the road. Yeah, this yeah, one was so down. They came down here. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know it. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, you know, they, so they went up there. Happening. They were up there last year. I was at that game last year. Up there. That, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then some games on Saturday. Matamidi, um, five, Orono, two. And it, it was a game where Orono was controlling, and they were getting opportunities, and then a goal happened by Jimmy Egan. And then it just started snowballing into Matamidi's way. And they just controlled it. It sounds like when they played Warroad. Yeah, yeah. And it just snowballed that way, and then Charlie Brandt was good enough to win. And then Orno put, like, 40-plus shots on net, and Brandt just stood up. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Brandt did break a stick, though, for Monomedi. After letting in a goal or, or no 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 like making a play. Making not play. not all the time you see goalie sticks get broken. I that's right. my first broken goalie stick of the year. I just thought that really? was weird. Well, okay. I didn't know we were keeping track. Yeah, that's a track. That, How many programs do you have on you? Uh, well, I, I think I'm at like 27 games. 27 games, but that not how many programs? Probably 20? I, I just bought some page protectors, and I was going to do that like right. soon. The good old days when you get a program. Yeah, I, I do have a lot of programs. I had to bring programs to the YZ um, Tonka game because they weren't handing <laughs> them out, and I was like, I need to line match for this. Yes. I did. That's what I do. Um, And then the last game, Duluth East 4, Blaine 4, overtime. Oof. How Oof. did that make it? Ooh. Are we ready for well, a? It was, uh, three, it, it was three nothing play after one, and he's tied it on a penalty shot with nine seconds left. So it was entertaining, stripped of context. Penalty <laughs> shot. <laughs> penalty yeah. shot. Nine seconds left. Yeah. Where oh. was the game? They blame. Oh, okay. Oh, so I was gonna blame Northern ref bias. No, no, there oh. was no. no. I would have. Could you imagine if you're the coach? Oh God, blame. <laughs> Oh, yep. holy yeah, that's, smokes. That's a bad day. Actually, can you imagine if you're the coach of Duluth East and you almost lost to one win, Blaine? Ugh. Carl, were you watching this game or are you at the game? I, I went, yeah. No, I is the, is the Zamboni and, tethered? You know, I went to the bar between each of the periods. You didn't even oh. check. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> is it time? <laughs> would, would this be like... Uh, a evaluate life choices at when you're at this game, Carl. Like, why am I here? 
Why? Um, yes, yes, it was. There was a lot of that going on. <laughs> I mean, like, how I many like, wins does Blaine have? One. One. Uno. Oh, uno. Uno. Okay. Just curious. I mean, this these northern sections right now are it, not good. Andover's the best team, and they're not great. No. In both sections. Yeah. If it weren't for Andover, let's just say Andover was in section five where they should be. Yes. Right? And, and, and right? And, and let's, huh? Who was the other team that threatened to go double A? Was it Hibbing? Hibbing. Yeah. Hibbing. Let's say Hibbing was in that section and, and they got, and Andover got bumped. What would the rankings look like? Who, uh, it would be brutal. Yeah, I think Grand Rapids is one by would be one by default, but yeah, they would. But, but be. out of all, but seven and eight, Children what is the highest anyone? ranked section Northern team besides Moorhead? It, it be, Moorhead's not in the top twenty-five anymore. Right? Four and eight. Where's Grand uh, Rapids? So it's Rapids and then Rockridge. It's brutal. Absolutely brutal. Absolutely. Yeah, we have hasn't played anyone double A. Our guest has arrived. Teams, but... Our guest has arrived. We'll bring him in in a minute. Did you leave a chair for him outside to I t- did. take a seat on? Yeah, yeah I did. Jimmy Zavaral. We'll be here. We'll be uh, having him on in just a, a minute here. Do we have any more games of the past? No, that is all the that games. That is it? Yeah, the games of the past is it's weird during holiday tournaments. It is weird, but we got to point out that yeah. our boys from La Crescent Hoka won the blue division of the Kiwanis. That's, yes. To me, that's, that's noteworthy. Yeah, they are a one-loss team. They're a one-loss team. I would feel incomplete if we didn't mention that in our games of the I, past. I think we have to get Maybe we should look at getting Coach Hayes on next that week. That would be fantastic. Let's look into that. That would be fantastic. I would love to have him on the show because he would have a lot to share with about Everything. playing in the program, playing D1 from that town, and then yeah. now back there rebuilding it. It would be fantastic. Well, uh, let's go to an interview that we do have this week with St. Thomas Academy's Jimmy Zabral. We are joined in studio today with Jimmy Zaverell, senior forward from St. Thomas Academy. He's got 11 goals and five assists and was recently named the MVP of the Tradition Holiday Invitational. Congratulations, Jimmy, on a big week. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, Well, we're happy to have you here. We never know who we're going to get because we bring the MVP from the Prior Lake event into the studio or onto the show. And uh, it was fun to watch you progress. I mean, your whole game progressed going back to Squirts and Edina, but... To see where you are today, it's fun to see how far you've come in your game. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I bet you are. Danny, uh, the St. Thomas Love Fest, you want to just get that out of the way? Okay, you want to rapid fire some St. Thomas things? I'd love to. Okay, what rank are you? Cadet Colonel. You are the Cadet Colonel. I am. I forgot about that. Is that the highest? He is the highest ranking officer in his class, in actually the school. That's right. That's badass. Okay, so. Thank you. Nice. Thanks. Let's talk about. I've heard about this thing. Yeah. So, where is the Fleming Saber? Uh, it is at, or it's in the military office right now. But I have like a replica at my house with my name engraved. So, on it. does that mean he gets to bring it on the ice at the state tournament? Because no. like, usually it's in the stands, but so, to like bring it on the ice now, right? So, yeah. I'll I'll tell a quick oh story. Our cadet colonel, oh, um, oh, no. Nate Horsepower, brought the Fleming Saber into the XL Energy Center. Okay, walk through the security, and they're like, "What is this?" And there he goes, "It's for the band. It's ceremonial." And they're like, 
okay <laughs> not knowing what you know that it's a saber okay and it's not sharp it's right. sharp at the end right and so then like we're passing around a beach ball and stuff schwarzbauer takes it out stabs the beach ball with it <laughs> nearly gets thrown this out this is funny things for saint thomas people it is funny i thought those were like the fun killers though that popped the beach balls no well he popped it, it popped it with the sword so okay. that was and Kinda when funny. it was nine to two against nate schmidt's cathedral right. team like we needed entertainment right okay so cadet colonel right. did you think it was going to happen um like the first three years uh i knew i had a shot but i didn't really know what it was going to look like and then going in this year um I had some good competitors, so I was a little worried going into it, but it all worked out, and I'm happy. How did you what, – What? tell me about the shot. Like, you had a shot of getting it. When do you know you're going to – So there's a big ceremony. Well, or, first, yeah, there's, there's a like top a 20. Process. So you have to – How do you ap- choose? Yeah. yeah, you have to apply to be a junior officer. Right. And then junior year, they select 20 cadets. Right. Um, and of those 20 – 16 of them become JOs, right. junior officers, and they are promoted the day the seniors leave. And so they are promoted into their positions. And so you took a company commander. Right, Charlie Company. So he took a company commander spot. And so the following year, up until Thanksgiving, the top 16 are semi-interviewing for their role. Right. right? So um, how many interviews did you have to do? I had one like pretty formal one, but other than that, it was just... Kind of looking good and not screwing up. And so those months going into it, grades and everything is into consideration with this. Right. What else is considered? Uh, like co-curricular activities, how involved you are. So you know, like being hockey captain definitely helped a lot, and other stuff like crack drill squad that I'm involved in. So, but you're one of the first hockey captains in probably decades, if ever. I was. Too. That was my. Well, was I'm just talking about like sport yeah. captain in general, like some yeah, no, no. yeah. But yeah. you, uh, Jimmy, like uh, perspective, you are right. Uh, like, uh, are there any other hockey captains, hockey players, hockey players? Bobby uh, Cunningham two years ago was cadet colonel, but he was not a captain. Yeah, team, even though he's yeah, but he was cadet leader. colonel, yeah. right, which is a big deal. Right. All right. Um. Okay, uh, explain the ceremony to everybody. So it's the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, everyone gathers in the court in the Class A uniform, so that's like the blouse coat and hat and gloves, the whole deal. The band is playing. Right, band's playing. There's 16 guys up for it, like he said, and then like the commandant of cadets and the headmaster will go up, like read a speech and describe like the Fleming Saber, which is like the From the Richard history. E. Yeah, so... The Fleming Saber is dedicated to Captain Richard E. Fleming, who won the Congressional Medal of Honor for, uh, and so in 19, in the Battle of Midway, um, Fleming (laughs) was in a dive bomber on like zero sleep and scored a zero miss on um, one of the destroyers for the Japanese ships. And then pulling out, he was shot down and killed. And he was graduated from St. Thomas two years before that. Right. And um, so in memory of it, they read his the description of the Commandant of Cadets reads the description of um, the Medal of Honor signed by Roosevelt. And so it's it's a really powerful Pretty moment. Right. Huge deal. They it, do it on Veterans Day too. It, it is. I, I know... I know it by heart now because, you know, I've heard it so many times right. and it's so cool, especially when the um, the band is playing the drums. Yeah. And so it's like a huge lead up. And so they read that, they call it, and that's after they call up the six, right? Right. 
And so then the um, headmaster grabs the Fleming Saber. And the best way to picture this is kind of like uh, Mario Party. Is he walks up and then he kind of looks over and he walks and gives it to the person that won. And then right. everyone mobs him too, right? No, everybody no. claps. Until after, yeah. Really? Yeah, everybody okay. claps. And then Jimmy gives a speech, right? right? And so, like, so six dudes are sitting there with a speech. Yeah, so there's in their six pocket, six basically? dudes up on the stage, and then the headmaster goes and gives it to he gave it to me, but gives it to one of us, and then we give a speech, and then clap, and then it's and all it, over. And it's yeah. usually an echo clap, right. At that point, right. too. And so there there are certain claps at St. Thomas. It's kind of a weird thing. It's like a the senior speech clap. Yeah. yeah. So there's traditions with clapping um, at St. Thomas, especially with senior speeches. And so every senior makes a senior speech. If it's I've a good one of them, if it's a maybe good, I'll get invited to yours too. I already had mine, so oh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. If it's a good senior speech, uh, there the core will do an echo clap where it'll go boom, 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 and then it will get really loud, and right. it will happen probably like ten times. Right. And if it's really good, it revises multiple times too, and those are really good speeches. So normally at the cadet colonel, there's an echo clap. And so then Jimmy goes from his speech, goes into the formation, and um, closes the... Yeah, call the brigade to attention. Yeah. And then everyone falls out, and then I get tossed in the pool. You get tossed in the pool, too? Uh, yeah. That's a new in my, thing. In yeah. my full uniform, yeah. Oh, that's Just cool. My buddies picked me up through I like pool. that. So, anyways, that's mm-hmm. a right. little bit about Jimmy's rank. Talk a little hockey, maybe. Sure. I learned something today. Do you want to go first, Carl, with our pre-prescribed questions that are... Running out of time? <laughs> sure. <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about, about Section 3AA, Jimmy. So really interesting section this year. You've got the Eastview team that beat you. You've got a uh, Cretan team that you beat. You've got uh, Rose Mount, who's been kind of the biggest, one of the biggest prizes already this season. Right. And then you got Park College Grove hovering in there too. So what do you see when you look at this section? A lot of good competitors. Um, a lot of respect for all those teams. I look forward to playing them again. We've... It's always nice to like get a chance to play those teams in the regular season. So, you know, beating Creighton was awesome, considering the huge rivalry between our two schools. And then ECU always brings a huge fight. A lot of respect to those guys. But, uh, you know, we hope we can see them again. And then Rosemont, I'm not too familiar with. I, I get to skate with a lot of those guys over the summer, but we never play them in season. So, And I haven't gotten a chance to see them in playoffs the past two years either. So. Will you guys, as a team, go out and watch Rosemont and Eastview a couple times just to kind of familiarize yourself with them? Not really, honestly. We kind really? of just focus on ourselves. We call it we call it the outside noise and focus focus on ourselves. Don't really listen to I like what that everyone else answer. is doing. I like that. That sounds familiar. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I know where that's, that's coming from. That was obvious to me. All right, so we'll we'll go our, a little bit. We'll go from our pre-prescribed questions. I'll take the last one. I want to talk a little bit about your path, your developmental path. Um you were an Edina kid, talked to me prior to our interview, you know, beating Edina was a big deal for you uh just this past week. Um you grew up in the system at, at Bantams, you went you were a Bantam B player. Right, and then a, and then a bantam A player in ninth grade, and it didn't slow you down. A lot of these kids, you know, when they get cut in in to Bs or they get cut to the single A team, you know, they usually some kids quit, some kids break down, some kids whatever. What was going through your head when you didn't make the double A team? Did you expect to make the double A team, or uh, I knew I was kind of like a bubble player. Okay, so I mean, I was a little disappointed when I didn't make it, but there's just so much talent in that Edina program. A lot of respect to those guys ahead of me that are 
plan that were playing on that team. But um, you know, that ended up being like one of the best things for me, being able to develop on a lower team. Uh, great coach I had to Mitch Calger did an awesome job. We only lost like three games that year. One of them being the first round of state, which was unfortunate. But right. that was a good. Still awesome year. Too. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, walk through the rest of your career. Get, you know, getting to St. Thomas. You 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 arrived as a sophomore. How much playing time did you get as a sophomore? I know you had a lot last year, and then this year you're on the top line with with Doshin and Brownhouse. Right. So sophomore year, there was a different coach. Um, yeah, Trent and Nico, who were great. And I made JV initially, and then in, like, January, mid-January, they pulled me up. My first game was actually against Prior Lake. So I got to play, like, 10 games that season on the fourth line, like four shifts a game max, yeah. four or five shifts. So that was really exciting just to be on a team with a bunch of older kids and get some varsity playing time. I think I had, like, one assist. That's it. That year didn't get Did any goals. No Genos? No, no Genos, no. <laughs> but – just having that opportunity was really cool. All right. And then last year. I didn't year, get to play in sections, though, unfortunately. You did not make no. the, the travel roster? I did huh? not. And that would have been. One of the guys that came back from injury. So, like Max Nagel. Okay. Dressed for Oh, sections. that's right. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't that. play. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you, he took he, your jersey, basically. Yeah, well. He, he was close he on playing, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. He was. Like, if they kept going into, like, further into the playoffs, he, Probably would have played. It was the right. East View loss. Right. Correct. I remember that. Um, okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this season. Okay. Uh, you, your performance has been fantastic, and it's not just in the you know in in the Prior Lake event. You did you did well. You had a couple goals in the in the Rogers game. You've had right. a great season. What do you attribute it to? I mean, you you've had a great. Did you have a great off season? Um, I mean, I just kind of did what I had to do over the off season. Um, shot pucks and just showed up to STP and Map South did a lot of training there. So credit okay. to them. But uh, our success this season has just come from our team as a whole. We got a really solid goalie, Cody Neeson's done an outstanding job, and then uh, have had two great line mates the whole year, Cole Brown, Ozen, and Will Dojan. I've played with them since pretty much like June first when we started our right. summer training program. So really familiar with playing with them and. Just they're awesome guys to play with. You talked about uh, figure it out. Got good chemistry. When you were a sophomore, it was a different coach. Obviously, now this year. So, what is the off season programming looking like with with Coach Randolph? Is it pretty intense? Yeah, it's like uh, I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like hour and a half skates from like seven fifty a.m. to nine twenty, and okay. then a workout after over at the school. So he liked to give us Monday and Friday off, so we could you know. And in fact, the in Duluth right. doesn't hurt either. Right, but, <laughs> yeah. He's such a little and old age. He doesn't want us to, like, outwork ourselves over the summer. He wants us to have fun, go golf, go to the cabin, do what kids do, but just put in work when work needs to be put in. All right, fantastic. You guys got any other questions? Because I'm going to move on to Pickums before we get to – did you have any more, Carl? Before we move to Pickham's, you see the uh, sweatshirt that he's wearing there. Jack's Cafe. Um, I want to know if you've ever been to Jack's I Cafe. have, yeah. I One have. of my uh, good girlfriends from Viz, her dad owns a place. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. And I, I, I mean, I think you guys are really good family friends because I right. think you might be even going on vacation with them. Is that true? Senior spring break? Yeah. Yeah. 
There we'll you be, go. We'll be in Cabo. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I heard that from a maybe. We got uh, a good source. Uh, yeah, a good source. Oh, really? Maybe last night at a restaurant. At a specific restaurant, restaurant so. named Jack's. We're okay. doing our research. Is on that it. where you got that sweatshirt yes, last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fresh. Come, it's fresh. Well, I don't know if you were like a, a regular there or something. Well, we are sponsored. We are, mm-hmm. They are sponsored. What's here. your favorite meal there? The steak. Okay, it is a steakhouse, Jimmy. Which steak? I've only been there like twice. It was like for the military ball dinner, but I. They gave me like Ooh. an eight ounce fillet. It was great. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Carl, you were going to ask a question. We cut you off. I was just saying, where was my invite to dinner last night? Yeah. I mean, it was a private, it, you know, two oh, person. It was a two person <laughs> invite. Uh, well, you, you had a date. Unless you want to be the wingman. Yeah. Did you want to be, you know, me and Miranda and Carl? Yeah, that'd be a great do, 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 Carl. <laughs> no, it's good stuff. What was this? Did you remember what size you had? Like fries and pasta, maybe? Really? Or maybe mashed potatoes. I don't know. It was, it was solid. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. it's fantastic. Well, that is how our um, this segment is brought to you by Jack's Cafe. And uh, I can't wait to get back. We, I had brunch there a couple weeks ago. It was fantastic. Nice. Dinner was last good. night was incredible. Yeah. Wagyu ribeye. Oh wow, Ooh. it was so good. <laughs> yeah, That's good. Did you fall asleep quickly last night? Yeah, that, I, that I didn't. Night? I don't think I made it to midnight. Mm. I wasn't trying to make it to midnight. I think I told you this. I made my own Jack's Cafe last night. Yes, you did. Mushrooms. I had mushrooms. Ribeye. We had a long week, and I I earned that steak last <laughs> night. It was fantastic. My wife's like, "This is the best ever." I'm like, "I like hearing that." <laughs> all right well good deal all right ready do you want to stick around and do pickums with us of course all right before we do that danny do you want to knock out some other games of interest it's probably not going to be a lot because there's these pickums no offense to the 10 teams on here aren't exactly rockets yeah it's a lackluster week in high school hockey it feels like so kind of a lull after the holiday tournament stillwater and white bear play their second um in the series of two um this week who won the first one White, White Bear, Bear did. White. That was the one where they played the boys before the girls, right? Correct. Yep. That was a 5 o'clock start. Um, and this one is at White Bear. Hill Murray plays Minnetonka this week at Tonka. I believe that's on Thursday. I don't really have that much other that's than it. that. <laughs> that's it. Wow. Carl, did I miss anything that you saw? Who does Duluth East uh, play? They're in Grand Rapids, so that'll be... In a game that was good in 2017. <laughs> Just like the playing game. Uh, okay. Yeah, so not not really that much else. All right. Uh, well, Jimmy, you're going to have to really bone up on your Class A because we have okay. one. We actually two. got to scrimmage Cloquet. Really? Oh, I know some, yeah, I know because some you went up to. That. Yeah. yeah. We take the annual trip, trip up, up there. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play Hermantown too? We played Hermantown. And then we played Cloquet and I think Hibbing. Really? Yeah. That's okay. a full-on class. Right. And then we're going back up playing. Or we played Rapids. But last year we played Hibbing. So you, we're playing Hermantown okay. Rapids. You took Hill again, Murray's though. spot. Hill Murray was disallowed from playing, going on their, to go on their Rapids. They would go up and play yeah, Rapids. every year. In their little scrimmage. Oh, weekend. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got denied some. Right. I, something thing. about school. I, I don't know what it was, but anyway. All right, so you got a cloquet under your belt here. A little they, bit. Yeah. They are ninth, ninth in the state, right, Carl? Cloquet is... What's cathedral supposed What's their Cathedral rank? is number four, like and that. cloquet is number nine. 
All right. I am going to go first. It's at the I'm, Mac. I'm going to this game. They don't lose at the Mac. I'm going Cathedral. Carl? Yeah, Duluthy's boy can't pick Cloquet, so. <laughs> You're going Cathedral, too. All right, Danny? I'll go Cloquet on this because I believe that um, Cathedral's goaltender, if Cathedral's goaltender is out, that raises a lot of question marks. Still, right. Their scores have been very high scoring, um, and they they've been, been letting a lot of goals in. All right, so I, I promised Jimmy I wouldn't make a fool out of him on the show. I'm going to try right now. Okay, here, okay. ready? A little, little attention here. Cloquet is C-E-C. Do you know what the E and the C stand for in here? Asco and Carlton. Yes! Yeah, there we go. Oh boy. All right, all right. That wasn't that hard, was it? Right. All right, who are you picking? Uh, Cloquet's tough, but I'll take Cathedral. All right, he wants to win. All right, I like it. Okay. All right, next game, Andover Maple Grove. Uh, Carl? Crimson Fire. They're going to keep it going. All right. Crimson? You promised. I've never seen a good game at that rink at Maple Grove Community Center. I heard the uh, Chanhassen Maple Grove game was really good. Wasn't there. I know, but I heard it was really good. <laughs> and if I was Did Maple Grove win that one? Yeah. 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 yeah two, two nothing. nothing. Um, I'm going Andover. All right, you promised Andover. I, okay, if you and I delivered. Maple Grove, never I bet against never. the skis. Yeah, all right. All right, who are you going with? I'll take Maple Grove. So am I. I'm going there. Do you guys play them this year? We do. Yeah. It's like our last at game. At home or? No, it's there. At their there. place? Okay. Because we were there two years ago, Tony. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't sure that was two years ago, yeah. three years ago. They all kind of meld together. All right, where is this Thief River Falls Northern Lakes game? At Northern Lakes. Ooh. When is that? Oh, well, one. That would be good. That's a long drive. It's a long That's drive. That's not Little Falls. They That's are, like two and a half. Yeah, so that is on Saturday at mm, 2 o'clock. I'm, I'm reffing. Sorry, I can't outdo it. Okay. You were a ref, weren't you? I was. Yeah. Are you USA this year? No, I, I was it for like a summer and okay. a winter, but then okay. started mowing lawns instead. <laughs> well, I'll get to that. Are you going to, when you make it to state this year, you're going to go and uh, – Announce your your lawn business. Little advertising, little advertising, like actual bag leader. Yeah, it was amazing. Maybe we'll All see. Right, we'll see. All right, uh, it is your turn, Danny. Thief River at Northern Lakes Saturday. I think it's Thief River. Okay, I, no, Northern still has more to prove in my book. I think Thief River is going to go in there and get the win. Okay. All right, you're up. I'll take Northern Lakes. Northern Lakes. Any reason why? I don't Is really it because know I'm picking like, the opposite of I like everything? the Northern Lakes name, that's why. Yeah. Well, they're good. They got some players. Yeah. Uh, gosh. I think I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go Northern Lakes as well. Carl? Are we just leaving Danny in the cold on all these? I'm going to go undefeated. I can like that. Or defeated. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> or defeated. Yeah, I'm going Northern Lakes. You're going Northern Lakes too? Thief is a real. Both these teams. That the reason this is a good pick them. It's mysteries. Both teams have had really good wins or ties and yeah. really bad losses. So, yeah. um, Orno, we're back. You're going last on this one. Orno and Delano. No, he's going f first. First, you're going first. Going first. That's what I meant. You're going first. I'll take Orno. Okay. Is that Delano? That Still Delano. taking Orno. Okay. You um, ever play at Delano? No. <laughs> Be thankful. <laughs> Be thankful. It's a black Don't hole. Don't bring your phone. Oh, you can't bring your phone anyway. Yeah. Why not? The internet doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. No. It just does internet work. doesn't work. Cell reception doesn't Nothing. work. It's Nothing a Quonset hut of Quonset huts. It's not that bad of a barn. I think, Orn I think Orno's bringing it either way. You think Orno's bringing it? Yeah. I disagree with you. I think Delano is the third best team in the state. 
right there. But if Arnold can get the puck in the net in the first period, they will win. Okay. No question about it. Because they have we've seen them yeah. a couple times where they just outplay someone and don't put the puck in the net. Yeah, yep. that happens. So all right. Uh Carl. Yeah, so Danny's been pumping Orno, so maybe against my better judgment, I'm gonna believe him and say that Orno's gonna win. You're going Orno? Joey Mugas, yeah. Easton Sankey, Caden Efforts. Let's go. Really? I'm going in. I wanted them this weekend. They okay. looked good. Number three. Yeah, I'm putting... I'm the only one who's taking the number three team. I do state. not believe in Delano. I, I will probably go to this game, but I do not believe in Delano right now. Really? Yeah. Really? Was it the loss to Hermantown? It just I, I don't. Uh, one, like I said, I don't believe that Matamidi is an elite team. Okay. okay. I, I don't think that they are the team of last year and the last couple of years. Okay. And I just don't trust. Uh, I see their losses, Delano's losses, and I just don't trust them. Okay. Um. Carl, where did we? Oh, we did. We STA did get in there at number seven. Did you see that? Do you, do you yeah. feel like you're a top ten program now? I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was hoping for a little bit more, like you know, we're we're more focused on our stuff, no outside noises, right. anything like that. But hey, that ranking, you kind of like that number seven. Just focused on Benelde right now. All right, yeah, one game at a time. Yeah, right? All right, here we go. All who, right, who's six right there? I can't. Oh, oh some more outside noise here. Chance, Chan. Chan they beat you guys. They did. All right. Um, out of those in those top ten, who do you who do you like? Who have you? Oh, you've played Edina, beat yeah. them. She should be rated higher than them. Yeah. And if you beat Benilde, that'd be two top five victories in one week. There's a lot, a lo- little bit nice. on the line. Sounds good. You guys will be hopping up the, the rankings ladder boom, if you boom, win boom. this game. Yeah. All right. I, I think it's a very winnable game. I um, agree. I, uh, I still think, uh, God, I don't even know if I can do this. I just saw you guys decisively win three games in a row. I'm still going to go against you guys. That's fine. I'm, I, I like it. I'm going to go Benilde on this one. I saw them play Wyzetta, and I think Wyzetta is the best team in the state. And I thought they competed with them for two periods. Sure. Why do you have Why do you have Tonka ahead of them on your list? Oh well, I'm not, the, I don't do them. We don't do the rankings. Don't do we them. don't do the guy. He in the does, does the, rankings. the rankings. He does the rankings. Blame him. All right. All right. Did you go to the Wyzetta Tonka game? Tony was fully agreeing with me. I did. Tonka number one. Just saying. How was it? Boring. Really? Yeah. Well, it wasn't boring. It looked like it was a good hockey game. Good hockey game. But there wasn't there wasn't Should a lot. one team have won that game or no? no? No. Like he was early in the broadcast he was saying it should be one A and one B. But uh Ranker over Ranker there. guy also but why is that a tied Eden Prairie? They did. So that's, he can't I that's fair. I think it's totally I, fair. I think that's fair. Eden Prairie's do you play them at all? We do not, no. Yeah, that, used that, to. that's some yeah, you used to. Right. So it was some of the more epic those were some yeah, of the best really games that game. we always, ever. When the Vanellis and Lee Smith, were, it was six five. It, it was, was always six five. Really? <laughs> yeah, like, not a lot of structure. Yeah. When Tufto was there and stuff, those yeah, were good games. Was structure. All right, so I go Benil. Carl, what are you going? You go to the dance. They're on a roll. All right, all right. So much for the stick. All right. I have never trusted Benil all season. I am sticking to that. We're all going STA. I'm not even going to beg you. You didn't put year. SCA. You're going to put them. Yeah, you didn't. I know, but I realize that. But like we usually I, always pick He outranks the guest. me. He just said this. <laughs> he outranks me. You have to listen to what he says, I mean, right? This is, this is, this is his command. 
Or he'd take that sword out and stab stab you. Yeah. So I don't. This is just a formality now. Are, are you gonna go Benilde? You gotta go Benilde, Maybe you got nope. lots of buddies on Benilde, don't you? Nope. You probably have no a lot buddies. Of, I got I got buddies. Not, not, buddies on ice, right? though, not on the you ice. Not You probably have more buddies at Benilde than any other school in the state. No, Edina. Edina. Uh, well, for like just classmates that you went to school with. Oh, Benilde for sure. Benilde. OLG kids. A lot of them go to Benilde. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We are done. Nice job, Jimmy. Thank you. This, you made this look easy. I had fun. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for Jimmy. Thanks for John Emmerman from Moorhead High School for being on the show, even though we haven't interviewed him yet. Thanks to <laughs> Danny. Soon to be. Soon to be. Thanks to Danny, Carl, and Kayla. Been a great show. is a burning thing and it makes a fiery ring